What's up? This is Joe from the Post America podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sarah Street Grill. They were kind enough to give us a private dining room where we are served food as we do the podcast. They got a ridiculous menu, so the food is so good here. I have been coming here personally for probably close to 20 years. I've become to this restaurant. My wife is actually a bartender here. She works down at the bar. Her name is Julie. If you come in, say what's up to Julie. Tell her that you are uh, madly in love with Joe and everything that he does and uh, constantly support him. And you really appreciate that she's kind and understanding to me. Uh, no, don't put that, Chris. I'll do it again. Um, <laughs> I do too. Uh, uh, so... Sarah Street Grill has such a cool menu. It's so diverse. They got tons of uh, things that you wouldn't expect at a place like this. But the sushi is off the hook. It's world class. Uh, Joe, the sushi chef, he's from Japan. I think, uh, let's just call it Tokyo. Huh? How about that? And uh, he used to teach uh, sushi. He was, he's a sushi teacher. Like a professional sushi chef teacher and uh he came here and now he works at sarah street grill i've ate sushi at a lot of places in europe canada all over the world and uh this is some of the best sushi i've ever had uh at sarah street grill in stroudsburg pennsylvania you would never expect that but it's here um they have a lot of food for vegetarians uh very diverse menu they have great bands Great live bands like uh, November 27th, the George Wesley band is playing. George Wesley is like a, a Rastafarian dude, and he plays uh, real cool reggae songs, a lot of different styles of reggae. Um, he's playing on November 27th. Ra- Railroad Earth is playing across the street from Sarah Street, and then they're having a big party on uh, the 29th and the 30th. So uh, if you're into that kind of music, come on out to Stroudsburg, come to Sarah Street Grill and buy some food. Today on the podcast, we have Stickman from Fury of Five, a.k.a. James Ismeen, and uh, he's going to be telling us some crazy stories about his life and about his time in the hardcore scene, the punk rock scene, uh, growing up, and that is going to be today's show, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, we're live, Chris. Mathematics. What's up? What's Post up, Joe? America podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Rich, and we got mathematics engineering tonight. Yes. Chris, how long have you been doing this engineering business? Uh, about two days. Two days? <laughs> nice. How long have you been podcasting, Richie? My whole life, son. I didn't yeah. even know it. Preparing Out of the womb. moment, Rich. From the womb preparing. to the tomb. That sound familiar, Stick? It's box cutter lyrics. Yeah. Well, our guest today Who is, is an old friend of ours. Old. And by that, I mean Way a friend back. that's very old. Yeah. Uh, oh. We're still looking good for his age. No, you look great, man. You know? You look better than all of us. I wouldn't I say he was a day over 47, 48. 45, bro. Oh, my bad. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, so uh, our good friend, Stickman James Ismeen from the band Fury of Five, box cutter. Full metal jacket. Yeah, he's with us today. Thanks for coming word, word, from New word, Jersey. Good. And you know what? We got you. Got to like you just can't start out of nowhere. You got to explain. He was in some hardcore bands. Oh yeah, hardcore. Not everybody knows what that is. 
Oh, you know what, Richie? You're right. You know what I mean? It's You're a right. certain kind of music. I would say punk, metal, crossover. Chris, Just talk, doing? Chris. What's the matter? Yeah, you're allowed to talk, Chris. You have a microphone right here, Chris. Yeah. What's, what's the problem, mathematics? You're ruining the so first episode. So it's like episode. a, 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 a cross-metal mix, like punk, hardcore. And in Fury 5, a band out of the early, mid-90s. 94. 94 start. One of the best in the game to do it at that time. Easy. You yeah. saw. You were there. You saw live. Yeah, me and Tobin used to follow them. Yeah, we used to go all over. So we know Stickman already, for people that don't know. We're not interviewing a stranger here. We know this guy already. We know he's nuts. We know he got crazy stories. It's going to be interesting, but we wouldn't bring him on here if he wasn't legit. And this guy's legit. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that, man. No, that's the truth. That's the truth with the F. I completely forgot that uh, I'm assuming that... Mostly hardcore kids are going Probably. to listen to this. Hardcore but we fans. have a huge, you know, a huge uh, following in Uganda. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. They might not know hardcore. Well, I used to coach soccer in Uganda. Yeah. So that's why. You look like a soccer player. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I look like a soccer ball. Yeah. Anyway. Black and white and round. Oh, Aww. shit. <laughs> See? Boom. Bandway stick, man. There goes the dynamite. Before Fury, you had some bands I saw myself. What bands? What, what, what started you? Well, what band were you first in? First band I was in was called Locked Up in Life. And that started it in uh, the late 80s before I went to the school of hard knocks. So you were in Locked Up in Life before you were actually locked up? In life? Yes. Did you get locked up just to make the name legit? No, 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 not at all. But, Why'd you uh, get locked up? I actually came up with the name Locked Up on Life, tripping on acid on a, in the backseat of a car, going to Baltimore <laughs> with a band called Lethal Aggression. Oh, man, that sounds familiar. Jersey band? Yeah, Jersey band. They were like a drug core band. They they, they were like pro-drug. What? Yeah. So, heard of this. Hold on a minute. They're so still you were... around, too. Like, you know, this guy, John Tortorelli from Jersey, guy, old school dude, was... Uh, in the band with uh, Rob DeFrosier, that was in he, he was in Breakdown later on in, in the late eighties, early nineties, and you know they were like the Jersey bands of the eighties. You yeah. know what I'm saying it was uh, Lethal Aggression and Social Decay. You know these these are the bands I came up with in Jersey hardcore as a kid. Yeah. You know so. But so you're it, tripping on acid in the backseat yeah, back of, of a car with a drug core happened, band. It just like boom came to you. Yeah, we were. I don't even know what we, we were talking about. You're like, and dude, like, I got it. Dude, I feel like I'm locked up in life. All like that, like, like that, that kind of, sh- you know, yeah. you know what I mean. And like, then in your head, it was like so safe to say you were a depressed maniac weirdo kid. No, I wasn't depressed. <laughs> I wasn't depressed kid, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I would know, be if I was but, you. But you know, you know, I had a you know rough tr- childhood, whatever. You know what I mean? And, and when you're doing yeah. them kind of drugs, you, of course you you're hiding some kinds of pains. And, and then when you're running with them kind of people, you where'd know what you I'm grow saying? up in New Jersey? Yeah, Jersey, all over. You know, kind of gypsy style. You know what I mean? Lived in this town, that town. You know, did you uh, mostly like low income type stuff? You did know? you grow up with both parents in the house? No. So low income? You're kidding me? I couldn't tell by looking at you. But, uh, <laughs> oh, rich. oh, you can't I'm tell by my dental plan. Come on, but yo, now. locked up in life. You came up with the, how old were you when you came up with that name? Probably like. 17 because I I went you know I went away at 18 so you know around and when you say you went away you got locked up got locked up for what armed robbery oh that's kind of hard I thought it was going to be some 
some weak shit. What did you? What did you? That charge charge still affecting me to this day. It's it's kind of sad because I'm like 45 years old and I can't even get an apartment in my name because of my past. That's a felony. It's not technically a felony. Like robbery's not a felony because it was downgraded over the years. Well, no, it was downgraded on a plea bargain, so it wasn't. The original charge was second degree robbery. Got downgraded to third degree robbery. An armed robbery. You had a pistol. Gun. Yeah. Oh, that's hard, bro. Damn. Wow. Yeah, so well, what'd you get? You make money. I was, I was a drug addict. You know what I mean? Like you know, I was. I think we're skip. Let's Tarantino this, man. Let's rewind it. You know, because we're at a point in the story right now that's like, damn, this guy's a vicious criminal. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I was, you know, the name Stickman because. You know, I was skinny, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, then I go to college and come out to 20. I call it college because I don't want my kid to really know. You yeah. know what I mean? But it is what it is. He's going to find out one day. He don't know? Your kid don't know you were locked nah, up? I keep a lot of things from my son. God, I don't want him to grow up. He got a computer? Like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't no. think he, he has no interest out. in that. He, I think he's more into porn. And we, catch him, oh. we catch him with that a lot. That's good. <laughs> he's like his daddy then. I'm not into porn at all. So, Assault with a deadly weapon. So you go in at 17 or 18? 18. 18. How long do you have to do? Two years. Two years. That sucks, bro. Let me explain why his mouth sounds so crazy right now. We're eating food as we do the podcast, yeah. so you're going to hear a lot of... They know. We're at Sarah Street, man. Chewing noises. Stickman got the veggie you nachos. You got veggie nachos, Stickman? No, you can't hear it. Rats got the... What do you call that again? Oh, I love that edamame stuff, man. I love that. What's that? It's got, like salted soybeans, right? Yeah, lightly yeah, salted. So... The yeah. name came to uh, me going to, on a trip to Baltimore with yeah. Lethal Aggression. Then I got, well, it, we had songs written. Rob DeFrosier was in the band. This dude, Michael Roberts, in the band. The drummer that I robbed at the Exxon was in the band. <laughs> you robbed you, a guy you knew? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Was he oh in on God. it or not? Dude, we thought it would be an easy getaway. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. so, and he wasn't in on it? In, in no, on he didn't even know. <laughs> wow. That's so we, cool. you know, Did he know it was you? No, no. See, look, you want me to break down the whole story? Yeah, I'll break yeah, down the whole story. Absolutely. We was all skied up on the yay, yo. Okay. You know what I mean? That means high on coke. And, uh, yeah, cocaine. Yeah, it's yeah, yo. And uh, I I was with these dudes. I don't I don't want to say their names, but whatever. You yeah, know, you we, don't have to say we, their we, names. We were all skied up, whatever. We came up with this gr- great idea to rob my drummer because he worked at this little. Oh my god! So, yo, we ski mask up now. You know what I mean? We're not with real ski mask, like t-shirts <laughs> and shit. Yo, yo, that's not how we are, yo. So we we we, we trek down to. Through the woods, get Route 88 in Bricktown. And uh, those two brothers, and there was one other dude named Derek or something. Yeah, Derek, I think. It was Mike. Yeah, two brothers, Derek and me. So, like, as we get closer to the, the gas station, these three dudes go that way. I stay over here. So... All of a sudden, these guys run into the gas station. And I kind of paused because I wasn't, there was no cue. So by the time I even thought about going to the gas station, they were already running back. Oh, my God. So, so I took off running with them. You understand? Like, we started running down the 888. It's all car dealers, and there's power lines with a, with a uh, service road-type deal, you know, like saying. So we're running. And now I'm the first one because i seen them running back, so I took off. So now I'm leading the pack. And all of a sudden, a cop jumps, I swear to fucking God, out of nowhere, 
freeze, yo. Like, I'm like, wow, where the hell did this dude come from? So I just rambled into the woods. I just, yo, gone. Stick a bush up, running. I got trapped. Next thing I know, I hear helicopters. I hear mad people talking. Big spotlights on fire trucks, yo. I'm stuck in the woods, bro. It was crazy. Yo, it was insane. So now, I'm in the woods Three, four hours now. They, they're looking for us. They got. I hear dogs. I hear people. I'm buried under a tree in the mud. I buried myself next <laughs> wow. to a riverbed, bro. And I was just laying there. And then all of a sudden, they were right across from me. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to find me. Like, I can't get up and run. You know what I mean? Like, where am I going to go? You know? The next thing I know, I see the cop cross the water with the bridge. I'm like, I mean, with the dog. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I hear him, hear him. And I hear him coming up behind me. The dog starts getting wild. I'm like, oh, shit. He goes, don't move. I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. All right. They, they came up and handcuffed me. Yo, they drug me like like a machete. <laughs> Breaking the stick of bushes, pushing me. Oh, they get man. me out into the water. And uh, I don't know what happened. Somebody said something. I was still, you know, I'm still a little high. You know what I mean? And, uh. Next thing you know, I get pushed into the water. Now, like, I'm trying to keep myself up, and they start dunking me underwater. You know, treat me like shit, yo. Wow, yo, putting it, yo, they, they put the dog so close to me, it didn't bite me, but it got, I guess it got so frustrated, it bit the cop. They charged me with that shit. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, bro. Saw on an officer. Fucking New Cause Jersey. Dog bit the the cop. Dog, yeah, because the dog bit the cop. Fucking New Jersey. Wow. Then they punched me in the face. They handcuffed me through the window like this. Now I'm shaking. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Drugs and water. You know what I mean? He's the cold. other guys. We're, we're so he goes, guy. oh, you scared now, right? And I'm like, nah, I'm just cold. Boom. And he just sucker punched me back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I went, to the, I went to the police station. I was bloodied up from the sticker bushes. I Muddy, had ticks on me. I was nuts, man. What happened to the other guys? They got away, but then they got caught. Oh, man. And then the three of them. Put it all on me. Oh, and you were never even in the X. I never even made it down oh, to the property, bro. Fucking assholes. Yep. Wow. And I was the only one to do any time for it. Wow. In two years. I'm not a rat. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I just took it on the chin and fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't have money for lore. I really couldn't even fight it anyway if I wanted to. You know what I mean? I just manned up, got my weight up, and came out a fucking savage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Why you lifting weights in jail? Nah, nah, just calisthenics. Really? Yeah, push-ups. Why do you have any dips. weights? Is one of those nah, not, they, they had a little bit of weights when, when I got over to the trustee side, but I wasn't even there that long to even... Were you beefing with anybody in jail or what? Being a white well, boy? Are you white or no? Nah, nah. I, I'm, no, I'm, for I'm people white. at home, he, he's white, I'm, but he sounds like a brother. I'm white from the waist down, black from the waist up. Oh, oh stick. Man, exactly, <laughs> what you, exactly what you don't want to be. Exactly. <clears throat> got, got that the Irish curse. Yo. Oh, Roy's here. Roy's here, here with the food. Oh. Let's see. What's Roy got there? What do you got there? French onion soup? Black bean hummus. Mm, Black bean hummus. Black bean hummus. Nice. There's plenty of food here for vegetarians, I got to yeah, say. Yeah, you guys ordered four burgers. And plant life, baby. Plant life. Bunch of nerds. What's that one? Are you mushroom burger? Mushroom. Anybody got all? Oh. That Shannon in the corner. Ladies, look food into break. Shannon. This is our first food break. Richie. Ladies at home, look into Shannon. Yeah. yeah. Louisiana, Louisiana for mathematics. Chris, how's the sound quality so far on the podcast? Chris, am I breathing too heavy? Yo, stick man, I gotta say that was an incredible story. Oh, I've yo, known you for I've known you for uh, 
I don't know, too long. Eighteen Definitely, years, probably, and yeah. I never heard that story. That's me, my brother. Thank you. Oh, when I first met you, I was de- I was definitely uh, intimidated. intimidated by Yo, it. Yo, check this out. I always heard a story that after you... Did you go to jail twice? Well, I, not, not technically. That, that has to I be mean, a yes I, I, because I, I, you I, waited I, too long. No. You paused. I, I was arrested was a, yes. a couple times. I thought you went to the West Coast for a while and got caught when you came back. No, no, no. That was before. I did another robbery of a video store and I left and went to California and then I came back and I was sleeping in an abandoned condominium with my boy and I seen flashlights coming through the window somebody ratted us out and I started running and Lakewood cop freeze again you know I'll shoot and you get anything stuff. for that? no I kind of ran it with everything you know so what happened when you went to California? How long were you there? No, no I was only there for two weeks and it was just kind of corny and we hitchhiked back and that's a whole nother that was fun man Yo, this guy's an animal. <laughs> yo, you got stories. <laughs> you can't even, yo, you can't even hitchhike nowadays. You know what I mean? You look stupid with your thumb out. He on the robbed side of a video store. In- First of all, the video stores don't even exist anymore. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. You get like forty-two dollars from a video no, store. No, it was like five hundred or something. Nice. Right, get out of here. Well, it must have been a blockbuster. Now let me just. No, no, it was a little. Did little it all go right up one. your nose? All that, all that money? No, we we took the bus, bought bus tickets and shit, and went out. And- and then we ran out of money and came oh, back. So you went to California in class. Yeah, yeah, we went out of class. Greyhound, baby. Yeah, man. Wow. And then in jail, you beefed up. Yeah, beefed up, son. Well, not right away because I went in at buck forty-five. You know what I mean? Brothers put you in your place. Um, you know, first, first, you know, you go through an orientation. Would it violate your hole? Nah, that don't really happen, man. I try to tell that to people, man. That shit is. That's more like a prison lifestyle than a county thing. You know what I mean? It oh, might be, right, right, It right, might right. be different now, but, you know, whatever. But you go through an orientation, and then you get put in the population once you classify you, right? So now I'm in the Ocean County Jail. My first time ever being locked up like that. I was locked up as a juvenile, but, like, with juvenile detention, nothing like a county jail, you know what I mean? And this is South Jersey? Yeah, like, yeah, Thomas River area, you know, like down that way, right. Seaside, you know? And uh, y'all coming through the hallways, right? Going into the population, they cracked the door. And they got mad, like, dorms. And they got smaller dorms here. And the first dude I see is a big, giant, motherfucking biker. They got San Quentin tattooed from shoulder to shoulder with a demon wrapped around a bitch. And I was like, man, oh, I'm great. in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm in trouble. I'm going to be somebody's bitch. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, I was like, man, yo. I was, like, you know, like, still detoxing. You know what I mean? I'm fresh off the street. You know what I mean? My system not even clean of drugs yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm in the dorm with a bunch of savages. Savages. There was this dude named John King, bro. This dude air motherfuckers out over the television. I was like, wow, just for laughing. Yo, did you make any friends in there that you, you, you still talk to today or nah? Nah, nah. You don't you want them kind of people as your friends. And did anybody, so you wouldn't, so what if somebody says that about you, though? I, I, you I, were in there, too. Yeah, I'm talking about it. I'm not no friends with anybody that was locked up. Oh, you, know, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, from that time, you know? But, uh, you know, the first couple, about the first week I was there... You know, I had people come and give me commissary, blah, blah, blah. So I had a nice commissary. I guess these couple of these black dudes plotting on me. And I was sitting in my room, and all of a sudden, like, I I must have been, like, in, a, like, a 
not like a daydream, but like I was staring out the window like, damn, like, where am I at right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did I get here kind of thought process? Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm getting lit up, bro. Yo, I ain't even hear him come in the room. These motherfuckers try to air me out, son. But lucky I'm quick. <laughs> and I escaped the wrath, son. I mean, I got a couple shots. They got a couple shots in, you know what I mean? But I didn't let them get a stronghold on me. I didn't know what the fuck they were trying to do. So I just got up off the ground, football players myself through these motherfuckers, and got to the dorm door and started banging on the window. Yo, yo, get me out of here, you know what I mean? And I went down to medical. They knotted me up a little bit. And that's when I made the decision that that shit was never, ever going to happen again, bro. Because they took all my shit. You know what I mean? It was nothing I could do about it. Yeah, they just took everything. You know what I mean? And then I saw these motherfuckers with my shit when I came. Because I had to go back to population. You know what I mean? They can only keep you on medical for like a minute. So they put me in another dorm. And the next motherfucker tried to test me was a white dude. And I wasn't having that. Why are you saying the white man is low man on a totem pole? Well, no. He was like a dude like me that thinks he's black. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying So like This dude I started getting to the gambling game Spades You know what I mean This dude had no money I was putting up cigarettes for him You know what I mean My partner So at the end of the night Yo I clean house You know what I mean I had like Damn near carton You know A mixture Of Newports And Durrells Which Durrells With Ooh, the cheap the shits stuff. You know what I mean So I gave him Durrells he didn't like that because he smoked Newports. I said, well, you didn't put no money out. I'm not giving you the good shit. You know what I mean? And he started talking shit through the vents. You're going to get me in the morning, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't get up for breakfast. So I wasn't stressing nothing. But when lunchtime came around, I got up. I was eating like hamburgers or something. I don't know what it was. But this motherfucker in jail, a motherfucker reach over your tray, that's disrespectful. That means they want to fight you. It means... That it's on. You know what I'm saying? So this motherfucker went to reach across my tray. And I smacked his hand up. I said, I'll get you the motherfucking whatever he wanted. I don't know if it was salt or whatever. And then the next thing you know, me and this dude start fighting. Boom, 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 boom. We land on this dude, John King's table. This motherfucker threw both of us how big he was. He just threw yeah. it, boom. But we still fighting. Got kind of broken up real quick because the CO's. some chilling. This dude was eating on the other side of the shower. CO's left, he come around the corner with a mop ringer and try to air me out. Oh, I just shit. slipped him and just caught him. Mm-hmm. Boom, my first knockout ever in life. Period. Knockout in life. Knocked him out. Knocked him out. And then, you know, we, me and this kid had to go to hold together. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I had to piece up with the dude because the sergeant said, yo, we got, you guys are going back in the same dorm. This shit happens again. It's not going to be nice. You know what I mean? So we became cool after that, but... Then after that, I just started working out like a beast. And next thing you know, people people are like, damn, man, you're a big motherfucker. You got big arms, <clears throat> this. And I'm like, I'm stick man. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I you didn't see yourself as, yo, a, big, see as a big dude? You know what I mean? And then the next thing you know, I'm collecting money for dudes. You know what I mean? I just started knocking niggas out constantly, bro. Like, for real. That's real talk. And I'm not even bullshitting, yo. I was we'll go around. Yo, I knocked the dude out taking a shit on a toilet bowl. <laughs> For real. You wow. Know, he, he wow, that's cool. There was this dude, Truck, that was from Lakewood. He was like a hustler, you know what I mean? Like he would hustle, you know, two for ones. You know what I mean? You want to pack a cigarette, you got to get two. You know what I mean? The longer it went, then went to three, four. You know what I'm saying? This dude was past his dues. You know, I went and collected shit. That's what I used to do. 
What'd you get? Probably some money. Some no, I get cigarettes, whatever, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Notoriety, probably. And respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, one time you had Metallica mm-hmm. on the green playing. And I said, yo, tomorrow, 11 o'clock, I got TV. So, like, all the white dudes that like Metallica, when I put it on, they all came out. And then my man, John King, who used to run the dorm pretty much, said, yo, all you crackers are lucky that he want to watch this TV. Because if he didn't want to watch it, None of you motherfuckers be out here right now. <laughs> the motherfucker was like a church. You probably felt like a million bucks, man. <laughs> yeah, because they know I would fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most <laughs> tough guys, they don't want to bang out with another tough dude because there's a chance you're going to fucking lose and you don't want to be the loser. So they'd rather not even be put in that predicament. That's why they prey on the weak people. Right. Whitey You know what I'm saying? But I would bang with anyone. Even when I was a skinny dude, I didn't win as much. You know what I mean? But I was always a scrapper. You know what I mean? I would try. You might be, beat my ass when I was skinny. You know what I mean? But I always had that heart. You know what I mean? Like a lion-hearted motherfucker. You know what I mean? You're not going to... You got me now, I'll get you later. That's my whole mentality, even to this day. You know what I mean? You beat me up today, you don't kill me, I'm coming back to get you. This is what it is. My man. You seem like such a sweetheart right now. Yeah. I, I just... It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to, to believe. Like, looking yeah. at him, I mean... <clears throat> You know what I mean? As many battles to a war, I try to tell people, man, ain't over till a motherfucker dies. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you know what I want you to do? What's up? I want you to bite that burger for me. Yeah, I'm trying, mm-hmm. man, but that guy's got me. Go you, I know, might, I know. I might be here at 12 o'clock midnight. He's gonna be, yo, he's going to do it. He's, he's got the big red burger. big red burger with a veggie patty. Go veggie ahead. patty. All right, Plant go like in, baby. Go in here he goes. Ready? He's coming in. Uh, he's got three of his teeth through it, but then again, that's all he has. And uh, Oh. Wee, look at it. Look at that barbecue sauce oozing out of that motherfucker. Ooh. Yo, how they do the big red burgers? Basically, they they pile barbecue sauce. Pile on the burger. That's a good word. Pile. And they Rest. house it in mozzarella, or as we say, yeah, mozzarella. They, they cover it with a, yeah. piece, a giant slab of mozzarella. Yeah. And they, they, like they melt it. it. Point, baby. It they doesn't melt leak it. down the side. Yeah. yeah, they melt it to seal all the barbecue the sauce in. Yeah. It's basically like a water bed where the water is barbecue sauce and the bed is mozzarella wow. cheese. What do they make fake boobs out of again? Silicone? It's like the barbecue or saline? sauce no, silicone. is the silicone. Yeah. And the mozzarella is the wonderful skin around the boobies. It's like a big red breast burger. Yeah. Yo, he's but almost done with milk it already. He's almost done breast, with it already. It's barbecue sauce. Wow, I love this restaurant. Yo, Joe it's is awesome. actually done with his burger. I'm Anybody that don't know Joe, he eats like a horse. I eat like that it's boy a knows because he got some horses. How many horses you got now? Two. Two. Nice. Those horses. No, you know what, Richie? I grew up in my house. Like, if you wanted to have seconds, you had to finish your shit first. Sounds like a real pain in the ass house. I say, listen, I want seconds because this is cold and I'm not eating it. Give me some new stuff. Yo, in my house, the greatest honor at the t- at the table, like especially at breakfast, was to be the toast master. There was a toast master and a juice master. So the toast master was in charge of putting the bread into the toaster and distributing the bread to the rest of the kids, and you know, and then the juice master was in charge of pouring the orange juice. To uh, all the other kids, but the Toastmaster for some reason was like the elitist job at the yeah, breakfast boys. table. Can I get another Coke? Sure. Yeah, I'll take one too. Diet, please. Diet or Pepsi. You whatever. know what? Like, didn't you have a mom? I did have a mom. Well, she, that's her job, no? No, she she designated a Toastmaster and a Juice Master. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Girls, girls in this country are getting away with so much. What do you mean? If it was another Kay? country. 
and she didn't pour my juice, I'd have every right to throw acid right in her face. No doubt. Right? Over here, though, they Wait, do whatever another they want. Country, like, not every other Almost country. every other country I know of. If you're in, in England, <laughs> are you crazy? No, there's certain all countries I'll, saying, I'll agree with you, yeah. All those sure. women out here got it made in the shade, all right? You don't get acid in the face. Sometimes you don't have you do. to do hard work. You easy work. You want doors open for you. You want meals paid for you. Back in the day, girls used to know how to cook and clean. Now they know how to eat and make a mess. Jesus Christ, Richard. <laughs> this is our first podcast. This is our first podcast. He's going pedal to the metal. The I'm first just trying podcast. to give uh, Stickman time to eat that burger. You look like you're starving. No, I'm good. Oh, it's good. So, Stickman, it's all right. You're in jail. You're beating up innocent people on toilets. And the next <laughs> thing you know, they're about to release you. Was anybody keep in touch with you in jail? Any family? You got a mom, a dad? What's my, up? My, my mom did most of the bid with me. Yeah. Uh, no pops in the picture? Nah, my pops, he was up <clears throat> when I was little. So, so what, you, what's so your you, nationality? Irish and Italian. German. Irish and Italian? And German. So That's your dad's Irish, mix. right? Yeah, he's more you know Irish. how I knew that? Because he wasn't in your life. The Irish parents are good for <laughs> oh, nothing. Jesus. Now, I say I like that a lot. I don't know why. The mom stuck with him, an Italian mom, right? Yeah. See? The mom never leaves her son in Italy. Yeah, but the Irish mom leaves her son everything? in a second. You know how you get an Irish mom away from her son? Just put a thing of whiskey in the corner, and that's it. She's out. Jesus Christ, Richard. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you this. The bit I did in jail yeah. changed my views on how I looked at hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a family sense. Just in Jersey, really, but... <clears throat> why is that? Because it wasn't unified. Yo, I went to jail, nobody even gave a fuck. Nobody, looked nobody wrote me letters. Nobody came to see me. Thanks, man. You're supposed to be skinheads. You know what I mean? United. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Not a motherfucker came. Well, that's because you hang with all drug addicts, though, no? Now that you look back? Well, yeah, it, no, not, could it be? All, not all of them were drug addicts. You know what I mean? But the crew that I mainly rolled with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we like to No straight high. edge cats you're not with? Nah, I used to go to freaking Youth of the Day shows, cracked out. Nuts, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm singing, make, <laughs> singing, make a change, all cracked out. Oh, that's Me, terrible, rack man. bones, yo, we used to get wildin', son. Yeah, yeah, that's, wow, that's sad. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about how you kind of got this street mentality. See, hardcore kids these days, there's not a, there's not a street element like there used to be, right? No. It's rare. Nah, there's none. There's like some, hardcore kids, cats. yeah, but isn't it mostly like a, like a uh, phony hip hop kind of uh, not not like real street. I'm talking about like street gutter, living in the streets. There's a little bit out squatting. there. Squatting, yeah. Like how many hardcore Dude, people you know from streets. back in the day that used to squat in New York Yo, City? We, me, me, and my brother and Rap Bones used to live in a U-Haul truck. That's what I'm talking about. You understand? That's hardcore. That's you what I'm talking saying? about. Grimy punk rock you know, shit. You can ask Rap Bones about the U-Haul truck. We had these motherfuckers hooked up with couches. People used to come there and hang out. We used to drink there. It was our home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sounds I, nice. I slept on, on the bridges. I stayed in squats. You know what I mean? I used to chill in a squat in Philly all the time. You know what I mean? Like, just real street shit. You know what I mean? They, these motherfuckers don't know what street shit is anymore. You know what I mean? If they don't get an Xbox, they mad and they cry and then they write a song. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So... Yeah, so, you know what I mean? So like, there's still some cats like that. Yo, I used to have to collect calls. Then, you know what I'm talking then, about, I know though. What talking, but back then, this like what we would call that almost now, like crust punk or whatever. 
that lifestyle and those cats live like that. Yeah. But kind of hardcore kids now a little more evolved and they're like, yo, there's showers, there's soap. I don't want to do that shit. You know, I don't know. There's there, definitely some street cats. Is there anything the worse than walking through I hate that. a show and like shit. The, the smells, the odors? <laughs> no, but the worst thing about it was when you used to go to New York City, motherfuckers would deny where they was from. Before what I was mean? named Stickman, they used to call me Jersey. Because I used to come and let the people know that I was from New Jersey. You know what I mean? And thank God one time when Paul Barrett punched me in the face at Lemoore's. Ooh, talk about that. <laughs> oh, you never heard that story? Well, we're on a podcast well, here, of, so but, <laughs> let's, talk, let's tell the people. <laughs> well, well, I did it in a Burning Time uh, magazine, uh, interview, but I, I'll do it again. Uh, I was at Lemoore's. I was in the cross-metal punk phase, you understand, with the mohawk. And I was walking a swastika in my ear. Not because I was a racist, because it was I thought it was a punk thing. You know what I'm saying? And how like, like a how shocking punk. Yeah, maybe like 16. 16 years yeah, old? Yeah, maybe 16, going on 17, you know what I mean? I was coming out of like the Slayer, you know what I mean? I just stumbled onto like Age of Qual and, and the Agnostic Front. So now, you know, I got the mohawk. You know what I mean? I got corrosion conformity uh, painted on the back of my leather. You know what I mean? Like, you nice. know, you know, I'm coming like them spikes and shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I have a swastika in my ear. And all of a sudden, I get pushed from behind. Like, poked at. And I turn around, and it's, I know who it is. Cause I just seen the dude on stage. You know what I mean? They were playing, I think it was like, uh, Ludacris, uh, Sheer Terror, Merciful Fate, or something. Like, some wacky show. A lot of hardcore bands used to open up for metal bands back then. But I wasn't too hip to the hardcore at that time, just little bits, you know, and uh, but I just saw him on stage, so I yeah, and I seen, and I'm like, and they looking at me, and they said something about the thing in my ears. I took it out right away, you know what I mean? But like, they didn't forget it. So as I'm leaving the club, I guess they were waiting for me to come out because it must have been towards the end of the night, and this motherfucker hit me, bro. <laughs> Paul Barrett from Paul, Sheer Terror. Sheer Terror. Did he knock you down? Yeah, he knocked me down. They were about to start stomping me. And and luckily, I knew people from New York City. And uh, they were like, yo, yo, leave Jersey alone. He's cool. He's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yo, he just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, And, and they kind of saved me, yo. And I took off running to the train, bro. And I was out. Wow. That's amazing. So as soon as they said something, you took the earring out? Yeah, I knew you what You punk it, motherfucker. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, you, yeah, I was a punk, bro. You know what I mean? I knew that I was out of my element. You know what I'm saying? And I could just... I saw the conviction in the eyes. You know what I mean? You you know how to read motherfuckers. You know what I'm no, saying? Back then in New York, it was the dudes scary. were pretty crazy. It was mm-hmm. scary, yo. I, I remember one of my friends begging me to help him. I was a skinhead. And he came out. It was at that band Lethal Aggression show. His name was Bernie. He came out of the back doing a fucking metalhead mosh at CBGB's. Blah, blah. Now, I was dancing for Lethal Aggression, but I knew people... You know what I mean? And they weren't a very light band because they were drug core. You understand that? Like, right. And they were from New Jersey, so they already two strikes against them. But, you know, I repped for them, so I was dancing. You know what I mean? Doing, you know, smashing people. It wasn't many people dancing, but I was dancing, and I was a skinhead, so that kind of got a pass. But this metalhead, Bernie, comes from the back with the metalhead mosh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> they swarmed this motherfucker, yo, so bad. I was like, there was nothing I could do. You know what I mean? And now, he's scared to death. 
<laughs> so I'm outside. He's like, yo, you let your friend get killed. Yo, he's like, yo, stick. You, can you help me? I'm like, yo. So maybe, but not today. I said, yo, get away from me, bro. I, I you were like, what? I can't do nothing for you, dude. <laughs> huh? You know what I mean, yeah. yo? And they came out and they stomped him some more, man. Wow, oh, man. Sad, bro. They were nasty, man. Yo, back in, yo, it was scary back in the day at CBGBs, bro. Yeah. You didn't know who was going to catch it. Wow, that's pretty cool, though. You got punched by Paul Bearer. Yeah, knocked man. down. Now, does that make... Paul Bearer is standing up for justice and truth. Yeah, Mitch Paul Bearer even Those cooler Many years ago. How about that? Beating up that's a awesome. little Nazi punk from New Jersey. Motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of our scene. I feel kind of special, though. I can, I can say that. Really? Like, how many people can say that? You know what I mean? Or as a young kid. Can we do a Paul Bearer voice or no? Could you do? Uh, I don't know. I had an awesome conversation with Paul Bearer one time. At, uh, this is hardcore. I was going to reenact a couple it. years ago. <laughs> the, the, the stick man beating. Well, I can't remember his voice too good. Yeah, I can't remember his voice too good. But it's like that old, that New York old guy voice. Yeah, it's a cool voice. Like you've heard it in movies a hundred times. So well, hardcore is on. definitely not a street it used to be. No, you know what I mean it's not. Not bad. as, but yo, look at our man T that just passed. Can't get much more street than T. Yeah, street was uh, T was she was street. Street was T. Yeah. You heard? I heard? Yo, mathematics, you're flipping papers over there. It's getting into Mike, background sound. I see the thing beating out and peeking out on the red dot. <laughs> what are you doing, homework? But then I got out of jail, and then I started locked up in life again. Yeah? You didn't learn the first time that maybe I should get out of this lifestyle? Go to school, go I had to college? No when I got out of jail, I had no interest. It's called in, locked up in life, Richie. I had, I had no interest in hardcore at all. Like, I, like none. Like, I was, like, really on the more, like... The Nirvana, that Soundgarden style had just came out, and uh, I liked it. it. Was heavy. It had like some reality-based type lyrics. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, it's not too bad. And I was at a party in Seaside, and um, I ran into these dudes that had a band. They needed a singer. I said, well, I used to sing. I said, I don't know how good I'd be. I said, but I got a lot of lyrics written. You know what I mean? I wrote a lot when I was locked up. You know. So I went and checked them out. This is dude Frank Burnt, this dude Tom, and this dude Dave. They had some hard shit, like at the time, you know what I mean? Like some mashed out double bass shit. And I was like, yo, I'll throw some lyrics to this shit and get in the studio. And we went and, and, and we started Locked Up In Life. And it was pretty dope. Way ahead of its time, bro. Like my voice wasn't as powerful as as uh, Fury 5, but you could tell that it's the same same dude. Like, if you listen to it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, stick, man. You know what I mean? I just sound like young, but hard. It's like, it was like, I would like to say it was like what 25 to life sounded like in in 95, 94. Yeah, not the singing, not the singing, the music. The way oh, the, okay, the music you. was formatted, like, 25 to life always reminded me of Locked Up in Life, musically, not vocally. You do anything big with that band or no? I played a lot of good shows. I mean, like, you know, I started in Asbury Park. You know what I mean? It was the only place to play. So, like, I knew all all, all the promoters, all the club owners. You know, they, some of them didn't care for me because I've always been a tyrant. Even back then, I was always fighting. Like, I came out of jail on, like, respect shit. You know what I mean? Like, I took on a whole bunch of skinheads in Point Pleasant by myself. You know what I mean? Got stabbed, went to jail, put three of them in a the hospital, beat them with a skateboard. You know what I mean? I was always... That dude, you know what I mean? Always down to fight somebody. You know what I mean? It didn't matter how many you were. Because I just knew. And now I had strength and hand skills. That you ain't going to hurt me. You know what I mean? If you do, 
I'll be back. It's just safe to say that your strongest opponent was at Scarlett O'Hara's in Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reaction punch, oh, no way. That was, that was a reaction punch. Yo, okay, uh, let me explain that one for, for uh, people who weren't there. We, uh, there was this club in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania called Scarlett O'Hara's. It was in the basement of a, uh, you know, whatever, some building. And um, the it's owner... It was a cool club. It was a cool oh, club. Good. We played there before that. Club. Yeah. And the owner... The owner was, uh, how old would you say, 60 maybe? 87. Late, no, he wasn't. Late 60, 70. early 70. Late 60, early 70. He, he was no, old. he wasn't 70. I, I would had, say 60. He had glasses. He had glasses that were like an inch thick. He was he old. like Mr. Magoo without the car. Yeah, and he always wore these giant uh, head, uh, ear protection headphones. Yeah. Like, you, like if you're a, a lumberjack, <laughs> those kind of ear protection. And uh, so he, he grabbed Stickman by the shoulder one no. time. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. The band was coming through the back with the equipment. We were coming to the front. Jay had the box of merch. They were setting up the merch table right there. So we're coming through the door. He stands in front. You can't come through here. I said, yo, we're the band. And he said something, and I went to walk past him, and he pushed me up against the wall. <laughs> He Why would did? he do that? Like, I wasn't even expecting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happened so fast. I'm like, he pushed me. I hit the wall. Oh, my And I came God. off the wall, like, with a reaction punch. Yeah. And I sent them to the merchandise table. Oh, he flew. Yeah. He flew to the merchandise table. He flew. Table. And I the bouncer was standing right there. And he looked at me. And I was like, yo, he pushed me. And the bouncer, <laughs> all he said is, yo, you got to leave. The cops are coming. <laughs> like, all right. Yo, we got to go. And we grab everything, and we get back in the van, and we drove home. Oh, man. That was one of your your faster shows. Yeah. yeah. That was you were over. there for eight minutes. Eight minutes. Uh, I, remember you, uh, I remember you stepping to uh, a big white uh, Nazi skinhead at Scarlett O'Hara's one time. Oh, that's no, right. When they were yeah. playing pool. Oh. Who was that? No, it was, uh, what was that one show, Richie? I think I remember Crutch played, right? Yeah. Crutch played. There was used to be some big Nazis down there, man. Like big, physically humongous yeah. dudes. Yeah, we all we stuck to them. They were playing pool. I remember. I forget what happened actually, though. But they didn't want no problems. The details are hazy. Very hazy. But I just remember. I like the white the power room. dude in uh, at the Trocadero. You smashed him out. Oh man, you name you don't know that one. Which one? The one that the shot one the, the, the gun. Alex started Mm-mm. with the gun. That yeah, one. I remember that night. Man. That dude was gigantic. I never seen the dude that big. He had a life-size Hitler on him like this. It was, it was life-size. It was as big as actually. Yo, Hitler. I'm telling you, man. The dude. <laughs> it was bigger than that. That dude was gigantic. He had to be at least 6'8", I swear to God. What show was it? It was us. S.O.D., V.O.D. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. There yeah. was I remember the dude getting shot. So, nah. so we got shot in the ass outside. I went to that show with Walt, I think. Yeah, and he pulled out a gun and shot it in the air. I don't think he shot it at anybody. I just heard the gun well, I was there once where the dude got shot in the ass. Uh, uh, well, we skipped ahead because I had to bring up the story about him beating up the old man. But uh, I keep trying to rewind. I want to go back to uh, you. Got to go back to the next. I want to go back to the position uh, of power. I want to go even earlier. Richie. What? I want to go even earlier. Yeah. What color was your crib? Do you remember? I want to go earlier. <laughs> I want to talk about your your uh, your childhood, man. Oh, because I've known you for years and years, and we've hung out so many times. And honestly, you know, I don't. I brought so up his childhood. I don't know about you. I brought up his childhood a couple times, and kind of his eyes swelled up a little bit, and they. There's something there. 
All right, I'm I know not... there's no pause button. I want to do like a live pause real quick. Everybody freeze. My goal on this no podcast. Okay, my go. goal on this podcast is to make Stickman cry. Unpause. Don't do it. Stickman, you ruined his whole What's up, Joe? Let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it back. All right, let's go what's back. Your, what's your earliest memories in New Jersey? Uh, I grew up in Long Branch. Long Branch, New Jersey? Oh, Brigantine Castle? The Haunted no, House? No, no, the Haunted Mansion. Haunted yeah. Mansion, yeah. So were you, and you live with your mother, you said, right? My grandparents. Grandparents. Yeah, my mom was uh, here and there, you know what I mean? Was she, uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, it don't matter, bro. Okay. So <laughs> was she... Was she did you? How often did you see your mother? Sporadically, like every now and then, every yeah, once a I'll month. I was raised by my grandparents. Like if you ask me, my grandparents were my parents. Okay. Like my mom's still alive. I mean, she's ailing right now, but I try to keep it cool. It's hard. Were these her parents or your dad's parents? My my mom's parents. Oh, okay. Okay. And we and you were. Uh, would you say you were a bad kid? Uh. I want to say I was, I, yeah. We I don't say like we were bad, bad, but like I picture you being a bad kid. No, I, 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 didn't really, I, I didn't really turn bad until maybe like a teenager. Really, you know what I mean? Like I was like pretty much like a honor roll student. You know what I mean? Really? Like no, yeah, for it's real. Very like, hard to know, believe, but okay. No, I was, but like I never got commended for anything. So like, and not being commended. And not getting attention, I went for the negative. You know what I mean? When I look back now, I went, you know, to get attention. So if I had to go rob something, steal, I could tell you crazy stories about, like, how I used to rob my mom's boyfriend. He was a drug dealer. Take money right out of briefcase. This dude stabbed me, put a gun to my head. Like, crazy wow, shit. At what bro. age? I was... 14, 15 years old. Shit, man. There's some balls on you trying to steal from that dude. Yo, it was a drop-off case. And we found it one morning, and I went upstairs and woke my brothers up. I'm like, yo, you got to come downstairs and see this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, open up. It's all hundreds. Whoa, Holy shit. And he would, it was a drop-off briefcase. Like, like it, the case that can't be missing yeah, any my, money. My mom got busted for drugs and everything, bro. Like, like as a teenager, I was wild. Like, you know, I was just rude. Like, we were so bad, and we caused so much friction between my mom and her side piece. Well, she was a side piece. The, the, the man was married You know what I'm saying oh, right. Like he put her up In a condo You know what I'm saying That We caused so much Turmoil for her She burnt the Fucking condo down And we went to Florida And then we came back And she got arrested Wow Damn Yo crazy shit You know what I mean My mom used to be like A stripper You know what I mean Like wow. back then They called them Gogo dancers You know what I mean yeah, So right, right. then my mom Became the manager Started fucking with this dude You know what I'm saying And like she became Like the the deal at the bar, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I grew up in the in, the, in that life. You know what I mean? My I was married when I was 17 to a, a go-go dancer who was like 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, crazy. Kind stories, of a cool man. score though. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. 17, I'm married. I gotta go home to the old lady. Yes, yeah, uh, bring me some ones home. Sorry, guys, I gotta I gotta split. So, like, honestly, like I old ladies got dinner on the table. I got in trouble as a youth, but not until really like a teenager. You know what I mean? When I realized that there was nothing ever going to change in my mother. You know what I mean? So then I started reaching. You know what I mean? But in the end, I always got taken back to my grandparents. When my mom couldn't deal with me no more, I ended up at the grandparents. 
You understand? So pretty much I was raised by my grandparents. And as you and, and two my father brothers? was gone as a child, like, you know, when I was like six, five or six. And you got you and two brothers? Yeah, two brothers. Older? Younger. Both younger? Yeah. You're the oldest? Yeah. James the eldest. Yeah, That's man. That's what they called him back in the One day. One of them got shot in Iraq, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been but he's all right, though. Military his whole life. Wow. Salute the troops. You know how I would do it. So who were you clo- which brother were you closer to? Uh, well, I'm closer to my younger brother, but not anymore because he got issues. You know what I mean? And then when my brother Scott was going to war, we kind of pieced up. And, you know, he's, you want to put it under the bridge. You know what I'm saying? Water under the bridge. And, you know, he was going to war. He didn't know if he was coming back. You know what I mean? He didn't want to go out like that with family, you know, not yeah. being on, on the same page, you know. So, you know, we pieced up. We cool. And we, I got a lot of respect for him because he's, he's doing things, you know, kids, you know, married, you know, doing, doing it, you know, serving the country. Did you have to have to, ha- ever have to beat down any of your brothers? Yeah, man. <laughs> they never teamed up on you? Nah. Oh, I would have did that. I would have been like, yo, check this. As soon as he goes to sleep, he's this. fucking dead. <laughs> Fill up the, uh, the pillowcase with... with but so crazy. You know, I've never stop. really like maimed them. Like I maimed like strangers. <laughs> you were oh, never nice like, you. why'd you make me do this? Look what you made me do. So that's this childhood of stick, man. I were you? Uh, were you when you were living with your grandparents? Were, were you poor? Or were you aware that you were poor? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I used to like me and my brothers. We used to steal clothes all the time. You know what I mean? Like like. When I was in high school, my brother was in the middle school, he would keep, like, the back, he would wrestle and keep the back door open, and I would go through the lockers and steal people's shoes, clothes, (laughs) money. Yo, I steal clothes off. Nobody in the neighborhood was allowed to hang out with us after they found out my mom and her boyfriend got busted for drugs, so, like, we were on a blacklist, like, nobody's allowed to hang out with us, so we started robbing everybody's houses and shit. Oh, man. (laughs) A great neighbor. (laughs) So you got married at 17. And when did you say you got locked up? At 18? Yeah. I got divorced while I was in jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's some living, boy. Just some living. Married at 17. In jail. <laughs> divorced and in jail at 18. And what happened? Why did you get divorced? Ah, well, who didn't want to help? I, I didn't even. The only did reason why, honestly, yo, the only reason why I got married, because my grandmother always wanted to say that to me. She would always say to me, I can't wait to see when you got married. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with love. It was just trying to make my grandmother happy. She was like, "Did you hear about my James?" You know, and she was at the wedding. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's married. I don't know if she's nah, she was old. to a lovely go-go dancer. A lovely girl. <laughs> she died not even. She didn't even. She died not too long after that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I got out on appeal. She had a stroke, and she wasn't like there anymore. Like really, like she was functioning, but not to capacity. You know. Right. And. uh I guess she, when I was in jail, she got, like, real ill, and uh, they didn't even know if I was going to be able to even see her, you know what I'm saying? And then one day, the uh, the public defender comes to me, and comes at me with this crazy-ass plea deal, 15 years with an eight-step, and I'm like, are you crazy? Like, this is my first yeah, offense. Sounds, I, don't even have, I don't even have a criminal record yet. That sounds a little off. You understand? Know, a little do juvenile that, stuff. He said, all right, I'll see what I can do. Then he came with another one, eight years, with a five-step or something. I said, yo, man, listen, I'll take a plea bargain. I ain't taking that bullshit. You know what I mean? Then he comes back. He said, all right, how about we give you 
four flat with time served, but you might have to do another year. I already did like 13 months just waiting to go to trial. So that sounds good. I said, well, I want 10% of my bail. And I got 10% on the bail. So I got out for like two weeks, two or three weeks. And in that time, all before like I, I got out, my grandmother kept on saying, I, I want to see my Jimmy. I want to see my Jimmy. I wanna see. And then I saw her. I went on the back. I got sentenced, went to jail on a Friday, and she died on Sunday. Oh. Wow. And I couldn't even go to the funeral. They wouldn't let me out because I just went back. Oh, man, that's terrible. I remember uh, when my, my great-grandmother died. My uncle Mike was in jail at the time, and he they let him go to the funeral. It was just it was weird, man. Uh, y'all do it by himself, right? Well, he came with two officers with him. He had handcuffs and shackles, right. and they walked him up to the casket like alone. And it was really just strange and yeah, bizarre. Himself, yeah. It was like a spectacle in the middle of a funeral. There was this weird spectacle right. happening. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it was really strange. Yeah. That's a suck, but at least I got to see her before she died. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. Damn! Wow. So you still eighteen when she died? She, uh, what year did she die? Do you remember what I said? Eighty-nine. That was eighty-nine, definitely. No, yeah, maybe eighty-nine. Yeah, eighty-nine. Wow. That's a pretty. Uh, Tumultuous beginning, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, in the middle, also, right? Yeah, but that's what sparked a lot of like, you know, anger. You know what I mean? All these these little trials and tribulations throughout my life. You know what I mean? From a youth. You know what I mean? I was very abused as a child by my mother and father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like beat savagely. You know, just crazy. Like you know, boyfriends putting guns to my head, stabbed. He stabbed me. You know what I'm saying? He ran a knife across my brother's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we used to steal from him all the time. Even after we caught us, we still stole from him. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Wow, you're wild. Yo, my mom, we were, I used to play football, and I was pretty good. We were at football practice, and we already had got caught stealing money before, but they never deterred us. You know what I'm saying? Because we never had nothing. They give us nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, I had to go out to the malls and steal my own clothes to go to school just to... Have clothes, you know what I'm saying? Like, my mom was never around. She was so into the bar and whatever she was doing and the drugs or whatever. And uh, so we stole another thing of money from him out of, like, a, you know, a locked money bag. And we took that shit and buried it. And all of a sudden, man, we were at the football field. My mom had this long brown Lincoln town car. This bitch drove her right up onto the soccer, I mean, the football what? field. Yo, I seen her coming from around it, like, Holy at the school. Crap. Yo, she drove it onto the field. Yo, if that happened in the movie, I would be like, this I ran, stupid. Yo, I ran and hid, bro. I didn't know what to do. And I had to go home with this bitch. Oh, my gosh. She probably smacked yeah, the shit man. at you the whole way We're home. giving the money back, though. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, man. After you see your mom do that, you know she'll do anything. Yeah. Yo, nuts, man. Yeah, if that happened in a movie, I'd be like, ah, this movie's yeah, fake. Yeah, this movie else has never happened. Nah, no one ever No mom's crazy enough to do that. Yeah, crazy, man. Wow, that's brutal, Damn. man. Jesus. Yo, when he stabbed me, they didn't even arrest him. He stabbed me in the back of the Well, leg. he probably explained to the cops, listen, I had drug money, he took it. Like, oh, no problem. <laughs> Yo, I hit him with a bat, The too. cops were like, shape up, kid. Yeah. You I hit him with a bat? Yeah, man. Because mm-hmm. he got me going up the stairs. I was trying to run from him. And he got me in the back and got me in the leg. Oh, and I ran upstairs. And I came back down with a bat when he wasn't looking. I cracked him. And I ran out the door and he was chasing me down the street. 
with the bat because I hit him and dropped the bat. And then he, tried, he was chasing me down the street, and then the cops came. Yo, it was Holy nuts, man. shit, man. Now, I how knew you were go crazy. Home after that? What's that? How the hell do you go home? <laughs> yeah. After, <laughs> the next day, you eat meatloaf with him? Oh, like, my no, goodness. No, no. I, go, I, go, I went back to my grandparents. Wow. I always went back to my goodness, papa. Goodness, man. You know? Yeah. I knew you were crazy, but this is blowing my mind. <laughs> we knew you were crazy. Now we know why you're crazy. Yeah, man. You know, the craziness will never go away. You know what I mean? Well, I like, imagine. motherfuckers sleep on me. They think because I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit ain't never... When I wrote that song, Deep Root of Hate, that shit was meant. You know what I mean? That shit is embedded in my system. I wish I could get rid of it. I bet she do, too. Mm. <laughs> well, you, don't hit her, you don't hit her too often, When he do says, you? she, he's speaking of the lovely Jen. <laughs> Poo. Jen, does he hit you a lot or just? I never up? laid my hand just on not her. Tuesdays. How dare you? Never did. No. Well, how are you going to teach her anything? I've never even laid a hand on my son. How are you going to teach her anything then? <laughs> right, Joe. Yeah, I mean, Joe Richie, knows. That's ridiculous. Now, that's why you got these women ridiculous, running around Richie. being nasty to everybody. Nobody trains them. Why were they getting hit? <laughs> what do you mean? Back when they used to look, hit him. Well, look, Back in the glory days when they used to hit him. <laughs> look at how Stickman turned out because he got a good, decent punishment. Look. Oh, my goodness. My him. son's grandfather always says that. He said, I'm, he goes, I could just tell if you had a father figure in your life, you'd probably be a totally different person. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty you know, universal, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, but he could tell that, like, you know, but he respects me. You know what I mean? Like he got mad love for me. You know. Well, you're. I've known you for a while, and even like like when I first met you, when I first saw you, you were playing. It was a Fury Five down at Spanky's in Stroudsburg when Spanky's was open. Right. And um, I was like, holy shit! Like it was like watching uh, a hardcore band. It was like watching a prison riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but a prison riot with a w- WWF uh, wrestler yeah. as the leader of the band. And um, it was it was awesome to to watch. You know what I mean? It was really cool to watch. And then I, me and Tobin became obsessed with when Fury, I hit the Fury when I hit the stage. Like that was my ventilation. That's yeah. the only thing. Me personally, I don't feel like I'm a, like like I only use hardcore music as a vent. You know what I mean? Like I'm not into the hardcore scene per se. I mean I, I'm involved in it only with. Cool people like yourselves, you know what I mean? But I was more of a metalhead. Like, my music of choice is metal. Like, I don't go listen to Hatebreed. I don't listen to VOD. You know what I mean? I'll listen to Pantera, Slayer, you know, Death, Sepultura, on a regular. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't never really put on hardcore, you know? Not even uh, Wisdom and Chains. <laughs> I yeah, just plugged just you guys broke, in a video today, broke my man, fucking right. heart. <laughs> Broke my you know what? Heart. The uh, interview's over. Thanks, bro. And uh, yeah. you know, say hello. But I'm to just you. saying, like you know, like but like but what drew me to hardcore was the reality base. You know what I mean? And that's where it came became my platform to vent. You know what I mean? And what I knew, whatever I had on my mind, I could put in a song and I could put it out there, and motherfuckers yeah, yeah. know exactly how I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I loved it. You know, just for me, like but the hardcore scene. To this day, mostly just fake motherfuckers. If you ask me, you know what I mean? They have no clue, never been through anything, have no trials and tribulations. You know what I mean? All these bands sound exactly the same, playing the same fucking riffs, talking about the same bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, though. But check it out. Roy's back with some sushi. <laughs> what do you got there, Roy? That's just what my opinion, us, though. No, you know I, what I mean? I, I, I mean? Sushi. Sushi. 
From Joe. From Sushi Joe. Joe, wow, master sushi who's maker that, from who's Tokyo. That, for, uh, is that yours, Stickman? That's yours? No, that's not mine. Oh, that Probably all... Uh, Nice. That was good. I like that. <clears throat> but that was my ex- my exhaust. Well, I gotta system. say though, heart, when like, you saw me wait. on stage, that motherfucker was mad. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was mad. I'm not as mad like that anymore. I've seen off stage being mad too. It was uh, it was so like um, obvious that you weren't fu- we weren't kidding. You weren't faking it. No, I was not faking it at all. That like it. I remember watching Fury Five and just having goosebumps for like. Me, I, I'm not kidding. Like me and Tobin followed you guys. We would go to Connecticut, uh, Jersey, uh, Maryland, Albany, Albany. Like Albany we we, we saw Fury Five, yeah, Qe Twos and Albany, yeah, Qe Twos. But we followed you all over the place because every time I would see Fury Five, I would get this insane goosebumps all over because it was just like rob his stepdad and <laughs> yeah, I'd go home and be like, all right, I gotta rob somebody. No. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, it was very authentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could it was it, real. There was nothing phony about it. Was it. Real. And like the band was like the the band itself was like soldiers. Right. And you were like this fucking insane maniac that had a fucking army of dudes <laughs> that were like regimented soldiers behind. They did you. as it they was were crazy, told. Man. You know, I went to a Fury practice. Yeah. So I saw how he laid it down. Yeah. I'll tell you this, I would not be in a band with him. <laughs> well, you were afterwards, but yeah, after you settled him down a little bit. Yeah. Back then, if I was in his band at first, I'd be like, yeah, all right, bro, it's not working out. Peace out. <laughs> no, I was a savage, you know what I mean? I, I know a guy who, who to, to get out of being in a band with him, I know a guy who faked having cancer. <laughs> to, to get, I'm not even kidding. No, Yo, for real. That dude, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what's the, what's, the, what's the band he was I in? I forget. I don't want to say nothing, but. Wow, I'll that's funny. It. Fuck that dude. Faked having cancer. Yeah, he faked the cancer. He even shaved his head and the whole shit, <laughs> man. <laughs> Fucking pussy ass bitch. The why? Oh my god! Yo, Chubby Fresh. He want to start a band with me, right? He got this band called the Heavy Hitters. He sent me some tracks, and I love, I love Fresh. Yo, he's a funny ass dude, man. He is a funny dude. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, this dude Nick." I said, "Nick who? Nick from the Mongoloids?" No, no, no. no. Mongols. What no, is it? No, the score. No, the score. But he was in another band too. Nick from No, the score. He might have did time in Mongoloid. Yeah, Everybody he was in that. But yeah, Nick, No, the score, yo. It's up to great. Only one man. motherfucker. When I wrote a song about that dude playing guitar for that Shattered Realm, you know who I'm talking about? Asshole, whatever his name is. Yeah, I know Joe. None you talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, likes yeah. to say his name. I, I don't Corny. say names because that gives him props. You know what I mean? But uh, I wrote a song about him in Deep Brooded Hate. You know what I'm saying? Called I Made You. And then this motherfucker Nick went and told him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it causes oh, whole man. shit with deep root of hate, whatever, man. So Nick pretends to have cancer? Just to yeah. get out of being in a band. Just to get yeah. out of being in a band. He's all cured you. now. <laughs> Yo, but when I see Fury practice, I went there. And they they had this pretty cool rehearsal space in the back, like a music store, I think, sold guitars. like a. Oh, yeah, that's Freehold Music. Yeah. yeah it and was it was a nice spot. You know, Fury always had good gear, always sounded good. And I remember, I might be wrong. But they went through their stuff, sounded dope. And then, I'm pretty sure they went through it again with him just watching. You remember this? Maybe. Wow, like taking notes like a yeah, coach. Yeah, like now again. Like, yo, they went, well, maybe they did that first. They went through, he watched everybody. And they played like he wasn't there. Like they were looking at the crowd, you know. And wow. then they played again. And they played like they were at Dynamo Fest. You know how we play? And, you know, oh, it's, it's cool, yeah. No, right. we practice like we were on stage yo, he all the time. Jumping, doing them twerk. And... In the back room 
Oh, wow. the rehearsal studio. No joke. That's when I said, yo, no wonder these cats sound so good. I mean, it's the real deal. Hey, you got to practice. Practice makes perfect, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm all about... I'd rather sound better at practice than live. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wait a minute. What? Like, 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 like that's, I, weird. <laughs> that's weird, huh? Because if you're good at practice, you're going to sound good live. So you don't have to worry about that. So even if you have an off day oh, live, you know it's still going to be good. Exactly. But if yeah. you're not having good practices, you're not going to be good on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I always took practice very, very personal. You know what I mean? Because if you weren't good here, you ain't going to be good there. You know what I'm saying? So I, like, I always thought practice was more important than even playing fucking shows. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was just me. No, you know? Fury was of any band that sounded good. They were the tightest. You know, live you sound. Yo, even you when we were on tour, yo, when we were on tour with uh, Propane, the other two bands were complaining to about. They got the sound guy kicked off the tour because he thought those two bands, Pissing Razors and Gerd, thought that the sound guy was favoring our sound. And he's like, "Listen, these guys just play clean. I'm not doing nothing to these guys." You know what I mean? Because usually the, it's a house mix, and Propane has got their own mix. That was over in Europe? Yeah. And they got the guy kicked off till he left. Wow. And then, you know, the next day, Gary from Propane came up to me and said, Listen, we're going to use the drummer from Pissing Razors to do our sound. I said, Well, he ain't doing our sound. All right. He, I said, We're going to go with the house guy. And this is the same club where I had the problem with Deviate. The same exact club where I... Deviate Yeah Same club We went with the house guy Everything sounded good Before the show started And then Shit went haywire When we went on stage bro Monitors cutting off Now Gerd played A, a piston razor played It was fine You think it was a setup? Yo I look out there And I see the drummer From piston razors Behind the, the soundboard And I jump off the stage the shit part like the sea, I beeline right to the, and I start fucking this dude up from the stage. You know, like, <laughs> oh my like, God. You know, I jump off the stage and I start beating this dude down. And the, the, the tech for propane grabbed me and I almost started going at it with him. Yeah. And uh, then I realized it was, stopped, got back on stage, and then everything was smooth. And, but that dude told me, he was crazy, this black dude, he told me, he said, yo, you don't even know how close you were to being stabbed. Oh yeah, he was, he was gonna stab me because yeah. you, you know what I mean. I was wilding. Yeah. You know what I mean. I was like, ah, I'm sorry, oh, bro. Goodness, man. So, I, so I had to beat up the drummer from Pissing Razors. That's awesome. I heard about you beating up a lot of bands. Yeah, all the like time. Like you bro. just going into a bus. Yeah, I took and this dude berserk. from this band Seven at another rehearsal spot. He stole. It sounded like they stole one of our riffs. So I knocked on the door politely. Give me back my riff. I said, yo. I told her straight up. Give me that. I said, yo, you guys got to. Give me that riff. I said, you guys got to change that riff because that's our riff. I shut the door. And then the, the singer come out, a little dude with glasses. I said, yo, you better change that fucking riff. And he laughed. So we're standing there, Jay Fury, me. I said, he just laughed. So he comes back in. He comes to make out another trek. Yo, I picked this motherfucker up and slam him in the garbage can. Changed the Yo, I never even see the band again. Well, uh, yeah, oh, they probably, yeah. Back. probably broke his neck. They were, the name of the band was Seven. They were Killed like him. something vegan. I don't know what the fucking some straight edge vegan. <laughs> it, it meant something. You know what I mean? It meant garbage to me, so I put it there. You know? Oh my goodness, man! Now, how, why do you think you stole the riff? You like heard him playing the riff? Dude, I was a fuck. I was just out of my mind to be honest with you, bro. Yo, yeah. speaking of stealing, didn't someone steal? 
your you had like a lyric book or something, and someone stole. Wasn't there a story about that? Like you had a lyric book, and someone stole a book, and you you saw your lyrics somewhere. Like, no, this dude stole my demo cover. Oh, like he's trying to steal the whole Fury thing. You know how I was making those demo covers, like with like kind of like gladiator type. Yeah, you know how you used to do it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But the every man for the, the hammer. You know, like kind of like uh, what would you call that? That glad yeah, gladiator shit. There was this band. I think they were called uh, what the fuck were they called? Something. And he was a tattoo artist at my boy's shop, and he was like on the nuts. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he just started like stealing our style. Like yeah, I just saw it like. You know what I mean? I'm, and then something, he stole one of uh, my lyrics. It was like, I had life for life, and his was for like, for life, for life, or something. <laughs> oh my God. Pretty close. Yeah, something like that. And, and yo, and I just, yo, I made the dude move out of state. Oh my goodness. I was going to kill this motherfucker, bro. <laughs> Witness protection. Yo, I threatened his life right in front of my mom. was sitting right there. I told him, I said, yo, I'm coming to your motherfucking house. I'm going to fucking kill you. You want to steal my shit? You're going to die. And that motherfucker was gone. I never seen him since. I never seen him since. Well, you know what, Stick? We got a surprise for you tonight. Hey. <laughs> Come on in, Gary. <laughs> no, uh, you know what's funny though, Richie is like, if if somebody if that happened to me, I would be like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool, man. You know what I mean? Like in my head, I'd be like, oh, oh wow, I influenced this guy, and he thinks no, see, he like, thinks what I do is see, cool. Jersey's I would be like, I would feel like it was a compliment. Jersey's a different breed. Because they're trying to step on anybody to get to the top. J- Jersey's the most ununited motherfucking scene ever. That's why. Ever. Yeah, that's why you're ever. so uh, into us exactly, over here. Bro. I think that's why, like, you, like, it, seriously, I, I've never seen you, like, like anyone, anywhere. No. Nah. But over here in PA, where we're at, it's a little bit more of a family family type of a thing. is united. And like this even no the whole hardcore scene here is a lot more about united hardcore. than most yeah, other it's places. It's about what the music's supposed to be about. You know what I mean? In Jersey. Yeah, like what Joe was saying, he'd be comp- he'd be like, yo, wow, the guy I influence somebody. Everybody be- wants the throne. They don't even want to even try to get the help the band out. You know what I'm saying? Like try to even piece it back together. You know the next person, oh, we're the next Fury. Yo, we this then that. Fury put Jersey on the map, period. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. True, there's, true. There's no that. other band out there that rep Jersey like that. I was repping Jersey before that, just not to that that caliber. You know what I mean? But when Fury was a different platform, so I was able to wherever I went, we put Jersey down. Jersey, Jersey. I mean, there's bands like Floor Punch. They got New Jersey in front of the name, New Jersey Bloodline. They're nobody. They do nothing. You know what I mean? They're Dick Riders. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't really know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, Jesus, Yo, that's a mean I guy. put these motherfuckers on. Not not New Jersey Floor Punch, but like Jersey Bloodline, E-Towns, all these bands. What'd they do for me? I don't that's know. True. Are you time, asking me? Is that first I time exactly. I see E-Town? Was I literally, Fury. I don't know. <laughs> first time I see E-Town through Fury. Probably first five, six times I've seen it was through Yo, Fury. Yeah, first time I saw him was with Yo, Fury first, at uh, Q's the, and Quarters. The first New Jersey band to ever ask me to feature on a record, Sicker Than Most. Wow. How many years later was that? And and Lifeless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out of all the bands that I've known, helped, put on shows, opened up, you know what I mean? Get the name out there. I'd be out in Europe shouting out bands that weren't even there. You know what I mean? Did nothing for me. Nothing. 
They wanted you. They want you gone because they want to be the next big thing. You know what I mean? But now there will never be a big thing because that whole scene is fucking ruined. That's a weird mentality. I don't even think Fury of Five can bring back Jersey, to be honest with you, to the caliber it once was. That's a very weird mentality. I can't even like. No, it's uh, horrible. I wouldn't want anything to do with that. Horrible. I did like One for One from Jersey. I like that band. Remember them? One for yeah, One. Yeah, they were good back in the. In the I always felt like North 90s. Jersey was a different place. Yeah, it's a little different, but it's not that different. No. Nah, they're all the same, bro. All, New Jersey just whack. Whack. That's why you think why you think I roll with you dudes? Because you guys are not whack. You guys cool, are real. Son. You're oh, genuine. Come on. You're, 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 you know what I'm saying? You look people out. You ain't looking for nothing in return. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you sure it's not because we roll with the hottest bitches? <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, well, no, no. I no, it's no, not. No, no, Except I, for one. Jen just gave him a look with the roll. daggers. <laughs> she was like, that's not war, James. But then, I, feel, I hear that. That's, that's sad because that's your home. You know? Yeah, that is sad, that. man. Yeah, that's your home, is, son. Man. You're like a homeless, wandering, vagrant weirdo. You know, that's weird, fucked up looking and unusual and odd and awkward. <laughs> oh, easy. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, take it, but see, take me, it down like me when, when, when it came to hardcore... From like the even the 80s, it was like New York. You know what I mean? I was from New Jersey, but I grew up New York hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Like breakdown. Safe to say New York, New York hardcore is the best. Oh, for the sure. The only problem is there's no new bands really coming out of like New York. There's yeah, and, a couple and Long Island because bands. Because the scenes, the scenes. Well, really the scene it's because the clubs. They got rid of all the cool clubs. Right. The, the the same where you could go to the same spot again and again, like CBGBs right. or Coney Island High, or uh, I don't even think Wetlands. It's that. I think it's like, and it's, you can't afford to even like live in New York. You know what I mean? So they got rid of the street element. Giuliani yeah. got rid of the street yeah, element yeah, of everything. True. Yeah, and it made everything like Disney. You know, it turned New York into like kind of a Disney kind of. And even with hip hop, New York touristy feel. Yo, New York's like fell off, man. Ah, yeah, man. Even though some great brutal rappers are from New York, but you know, people want to listen to that Southern crap. What's the last great (laughs) New York, like, what's the last great mainstream New York rapper? Well, Jay Z is still going, you know. But there's there's New York rappers that are popular right now, but they sound like they're from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's rapping. Guy like like my son who sounds in New York. Could take everybody. My son's Nobody's amazing. Nobody's hearing him. Yeah, he's real good. I miss uh, like Wu Tang. That was my shit, yeah. man. I love Wu Tang. I seen Necro and uh, Cool G rap doing some shit. I just saw a freestyle from Necro on Sway in the Morning was good. Is that really a freestyle reading off the phone? No, no, he was. Yeah, he was. None of it's freestyle no more unless I do it. Yeah, we was just talking you don't about freestyle, that before. Richie. I watched it. It was cool. <laughs> But it was I like, reading, stuck like off the reading realness. off a phone, though. Like, I thought yeah, yeah, freestyle yeah. was off the nah, top. Nah, nobody does that, freestyle. You know why they don't? Because one dude didn't. So now you got to compare it to yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's like, though, that one dude had a memorized piece, killed it, sounded incredible. Now you were going to really freestyle after him. Yeah, no, now you're, you're going to look stupid. I got to do my best off then, too. <laughs> I've yeah. heard people freestyle. But I like before. that cozy no, rapping necro. Is yeah. cool. I've heard you freestyle, Richie, and you do some really oh, clever I'm, things. I'm one of the greatest, probably, of all time. Well, you're good. Italian ice for those who don't oh, know. Italian, Italian ice. ice. Yeah. Remember you used to you know be why? Mayor Player. Mayor Player is my old name. <laughs> Mayor Player. I'll tell you why I'm Italian ice. You heard of Ice Cube? You heard of Ice Cube? Yeah, yeah. No flavor. Ice cubes don't taste like shit. Mm, just water. Vanilla ice? One flavor. Mm. Iced tea, one flavor, unless you get unsweetened or raspberry. <laughs> Italian ice, 
Watermelon, root beer, lemon, lime, cherry, oh, mad flavor, son. <laughs> you heard? Too. What? Mad flavor. Mad flavor. It's my sidekick. <laughs> Mathematics, mad flavor. Imagine him rapping. You can't even understand what he talks. A slurring bastard. Chris, why won't you talk on the podcast? Here, I'll talk for him. This is the third <laughs> member of our team. Archaeology. You don't say shit. Yo, J- hey, Chris, is it working good? Or what? I think so, man. I, I would imagine. It sticks weird, annoy- annoying voice, like peeking anything out? or is <laughs> no, it's all right so far. <laughs> but, you know, we skipped one project over completely, and that's the first time I witnessed him, Position of Power. Ooh, yeah, I saw Position of Power at Stone Pony with good one show. of my favorite bands ever, Typo Negative. Mm, nice. Life Agony while the dude was, you know, and then... A band called State of Alert. And no, no, no. Another State of Mind. State of Mind. My bad. My bad. And uh, Position of Power. But Position of Power played, and it had a song that I remembered. Like, I, could, I remember real clear. I kind of forget now. And it was like that praying song. It's, yeah. I think Fury did something like it yeah, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I bought a shirt off. I think it was your brother who had him in a backpack. Real tall dude. Maybe. And then... After that, we came back to PA. We're like, yo, that band took that show. Who was? And we always looked through the aquarium to see when Position of Power was playing again. Never saw nothing. Right. Then the next time I saw you in Fury, I was yeah. like, yo, that's Position of Power. Like, no, that's Fury 5. I'm like, you don't know this. I already saw these dudes. And it turned out it was like <laughs> yeah, the new yeah. Fury. Position of Power. That was after Locked Up in Life. And, they uh, sounded good. I, was, I saw it one time. It and cool. I got the demo and the T-shirt. It was I, cool. People sweated me for that T-shirt for years. I used to we, love going to shows. We show played a lot demos. of really good shows with Position of Power because at that time of me playing with Locked Up in Life, I had fan base, you know what I mean, as a local dude, you know what I mean? The promoters really didn't like me, but they liked me because I would draw, you know what I mean? Like, you know. What was your favorite thing to draw, like a trees or? <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> So, you know, so I had fan like a fan base, you know, that would come out, you know. So I would get all the good shows. Like, you know, I played like Typo Negative, yeah. Life of Agony. That was dope. You know, just Sick of It All. We played a Halloween show with Sick of It All at the Fast Lane, which was awesome, you know. Just, you know, and then when Fury popped off right from the door, you know, because Jay had his own little thing in Ocean Township. So they had a little click. And then that click came to the first show, and then it just. Then so his his following with your people. Yeah, just I, when Fury came, the people rolled deep with Fury. Oh my God, it was always just a bunch of maniacs with a lot camo of pants. kind of guys too. I always felt like you know what, if they weren't with this fucking big singer, I'd be smacking the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a lot yeah they had a balls, man. Because yeah. Stickman was honestly, like, a lot of them don't even have. Have balls to be yeah. honest with you, man. But yo, Jay, I remember Jay. Jay was cool. Jay I, was, I got along Jay, with everybody Jay, in the band. Jay, I thought Jay, the band was yeah, cool. That, news, was, man. that was my homie, man. You know, yeah, yeah. he was a good. And, dude. Uh, you know, at the end of the band, you know, the breakup. You know, I, I told him. You know, his father was in like an ailing state, and I told him, I said, listen, I don't think we're going to get this band back to where it needs to be. And I told him, I said, yo, just go be with your your father, man, because if he passes and you guys are not on good terms. You're going to be mad at yourself, bro. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. And, that's, and he, he hasn't ever looked back. Yeah. You know? Yo, I, I, one of my coolest memories from uh, when I was a, a beginner in this hardcore game was uh, I, Jay Fury called me. I don't know how he got my number, but he called me to see if my band Feeble back in the day, I was in this punk rock band called Feeble and uh, with Evan, 
from uh, who's in Wisdom and Chains now. But um, Jeff Fury called me and asked if we would play a show with Fury Five at Spanky's. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit! I remember that show. And won us. You know what I mean? And uh, I was just blown away because uh, to me, Fury Five was Metallica. Like I thought you guys, <laughs> I thought you guys were like the biggest band in the world. I thought I used to think the same thing about Crutch when we first started hanging out with Crutch. Like yeah, yeah, I thought Crutch Metallica was money. like. I thought playing with Crutch was like playing with Biohazard. I right, thought they right, were the, right. the biggest fucking thing, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I was I was just happy that he like kind of gave us yeah. props. Jay, you know? Jay was a good, he's a good dude, man. He's doing big things, you know what I mean? Making mad money. Yo, do you remember that show with Feeble of Spanky? Yeah, man. You remember how he was dressed? Yeah, that's like, the show. Mr. I dressed like Mr. T. Yeah, yeah. Mr. T. What a maniac, dude. <laughs> no, nah, good times, man. A lot of good memories, you know what I mean? People move on, you know? Yeah. No, Fury was dope, man. You know? I'm and not then, even that same character, you know what I'm saying? Like... Per se, I'm not as angry, you know. Sometimes I feel like even if the band got together, that wouldn't. I feel like I'd be ripping people off because I'm not that dude. You know what I mean? I could do it. You see me do it in 2010, but yeah, that was dope. You know, it was a good great. show. You know, only one person had. So you do, you're gonna do a couple one-offs in the future, maybe? It's possible, man, because you know these guys don't know what they want to do. You know what I mean? And we still have fan base, and I'm the singer, man. You know what I mean? I wrote the lyrics. That you know the, the 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 one thorn in my side. It's like oh, but you didn't write the music. Yeah, I did, man. I wrote that shit vocally, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like I produced that band. I don't give a fuck what. No, anybody when I saw says. you practice. There was definitely a clear leader and a clear. You know, I'm not saying that there that was no talent vision. in the band. Yeah, everybody played their instrument and they played it well. You know what I mean? But I orchestrated that whole fucking band. Bottom line. Yeah, and you know There's what? not like, nobody in that band can even argue me, that fact with me. Well, you know it's what I'm like saying? that. Who's going to go see Madball without Freddie? It's true. You know, that's the most important key in a band, unless it's Wisdom What's a song Chains. without lyrics anyway? Hey, oh. The rhythm guitar player is probably the essential <laughs> unit. But no, okay. Yeah. They're like, did you hear those riffs, man? But no, listen. Those fucking riffs. If people come to see Fury 5... They came. They come to see Stickman. You know yeah, saying? it's a, you're going to see the spectacle, exactly. And, and you're the, great the leader of the spectacle. Whatever. Whatever. It'd be awesome to see the whole band yeah. do it. They don't want to do it. You know what I mean? If because they don't want to do it, and you do, who cares? Like if, if I quit this band, and these guys are like, "Yo, Rich, we're gonna do a show. You want to do it?" I wouldn't be like, "No," and you guys better not it's either. It's not even the band though. It's somebody that's like, not even in the band is the biggest thorn in my fucking side. You know I mean, what I mean? shouldn't be sweating it down. Who well, I don't sweat it. I yeah. punch that motherfucker in his face. Oh, hey, 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 Listen, listen, relax, all right? Nah. I don't want you throwing up. You don't have dessert yet. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, here comes Roy again. Roy's round back. seven. What is this? What do you got? Just oh, drinks. a couple of drinks. And I don't know if the ladies out there understand how handsome Roy is. I know, Roy. Uh, thank you. Thank this boy is fine. What, what, so you how would like, you describe your color, Roy? Caramel? Caramel. Yeah. Caramel. It's like a dark ooh, caramel. Kind of like wee. a creme brulee. Yeah, creme brulee. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. That's nice. Yeah. He's a handsome fella. He's a good looking kid, you know what I'm saying? He probably gets a lot of tail. Yo, everybody that works at Sarah Street's good looking. Do you think he gets a lot of trim or no? Trim? <laughs> a lot of trim. Appreciate <laughs> no, no trim. No ah. trim. A lot of trim. You know, hang out with my man Shannon in the corner, you'll be buried in it. Nice. Trim. <laughs> All right. Who says trim anymore? I don't know. That's why I brought How old that are you, Richie? Trim. Trim? Get some trim. This way you can say it right in front of the females nowadays. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so a lot of things I don't know what you're talking about. Like oh, math problems. Man. That's mathematics, son. But yeah, you know what? I think this is hardcore. is probably the dopest fest. This hardcore and tsunami 
the best. I think you should bring it back to one of the. You did. Well, I would bring love it to back. see This you. is hardcore. Next I would year, love to see you. This is five, hardcore. Put it on the map. Talk to well, your people. If you can well, get anybody from the band to do it, great. If I, not, say yo, no hard feelings. I, I, I gotta I, do you it. You know, I, I re- repaired some relationships with Mike Terry. You know, he's a great guy, nice I, guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He lost his daughter, which is really sad. The cancer, yeah. so he's going through some issues. You know, I, I you know I apologized to Johnny Anger a while back. You know, we tr- he was really mistreated. You know what I'm saying? And like I know an apology don't really give him back what was taken from him. But you know, it was sincere and I and I meant it. Did you know you what steal I mean? his equipment? What's that? Did you steal yeah, his equipment? Well, yeah, we took his equipment. I remember you know that. I mean? You know why I remember that? Because I was trying to buy it off. I was a me. savage, bro. Like a, a savage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yo, like if you weren't doing what I wanted you to do. You were a dick. I was a dick. Yeah. It is what it is. Yo, it's a big, it's very big of you to admit it, though. You know what I mean? Well, like, I'm obviously, a man. I'm obviously a man, you bro. learned something in your life because you're, you're sitting here clearly admitting it. Well, you know and what? You probably I, I, I wouldn't feel, have I 10 feel, years ago. You know, there's some people that didn't deserve some of the treatments I put people through. And if I feel that way, I apologize to them. You know what I mean? You know, like, I, I met a dude getting a tattoo, I was getting my chest tattooed. And this dude asked me something, and then he asked me, he said, you go, he said, what's your name? I said, Jim. He said, no, you go by another name. I said, stick man. He said, I knew that was you. He said, yo, you knocked me out in a bar one day, yo, out cold. He said, I probably deserved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't even remember. He said, yeah, I clearly just leveled him. Wow. But that's the kind of dude I was. If I, dude, you could have snapped on my brand new sneaker, who, I don't even know what I had to do for You know what I'm saying? Like, I just used to go off off and just smash people. You know what I mean? It was just crazy. But if I felt like a person I wronged, need apology, I'd do that. You know what I mean? Anybody you want to say sorry to right now in the air? Uh, I don't know. I want to say that sorry to Jen. I want to say sorry to Jen because I mistreat her quite uh, often. Uh, All right, go ahead. You're gonna do it now. She's stick? such a lovely girl. Okay, go ahead. Do it. You're gonna do that. What we talked about. She's a good person. And are you gonna do what we talked about? Stick. What's that? Get on your knees. <laughs> no, I would never. I'm never marrying. Oh. Ah, sure. Ever since that divorce when you were yeah, 17, it was horrible. Such no, a brutal she divorce. Goes, she deserves an apology. You know. I mean. I'm not a very nice person, bro. I got fucking issues. Issues. To this day, I still got anger issues. Yeah. Why do we like you so much? Yo, we did. Well, we, we had Box Cutter. We worked with Stickman. Mathematics did, me and Joe. And we had a little issues in the studio a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, but nothing nice. like, that's it's artistic. like water under the bridge, you know? Yeah. But you know what? Like, I don't, even at the time, I don't remember it being, like, devastating. You know why, though? Because I put his ass in check. Ooh. Yeah. Are you, you scared of Richie Crutch? Uh, just a little bit. He got man. mad, though. I was like, oh, shit. Don't get make a big deal out of this. And boom, he was out. Remember, he drove away and yeah, he came he just back. Left. And, yo, when he came back, he said sorry to everybody. He was like, yo, sorry. I'm, I was heated. Because it was no, like. No, way, but the, the producer always used to get me very angry, bro. Rich. Yes. Yeah. He used to get me He's mad. He's got a mouth. And he's three feet tall. And you can't He'd be do like, yeah, him. do it again. <laughs> He's like, nah. that one sucked. Yeah, that Wait was terrible. You, you, you got to do it again there, and Stick. And like, he could say it in a different way. You know what I mean? He would say, Stickman. He, he you got to do like, it again, Stickman. Just say, I think you could do it better. But don't be like, that Yo, one I sucked. hate that dude, man. He's a good guy. He's funny. No, he's all right if he's not producing our record. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, sometimes I used to get into it with him, you know, no doubt. And Chris, he quit box cutter, basically. He couldn't deal with you. Mathematics. So, I mean, <laughs> he wrote some good stuff, though, before he left. 
Yo, I was listening to Pitbull Ways the other day. Awesome record, bro. It's really fun. Yeah, we had, I had so much. There fun might be one that, song I wish wasn't. Yo, on know there. who pushes that record a lot? Probably two L- songs. Lord Willing, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord Willing. Shout yeah, out to bro. Lord yo, Willing. Big Lord Willing He's out good. there, yo. He's a good rapper. What a good rapper, like, yo. Yeah, if he, we had I wish on Lord track. Willing. You were on the track with him. Vocal display. Of yeah. Lyrical power. I wish you could jacket. rewind time and put Lord Willing in 1993. Because I feel like he would blow up if he was com- right, coming right, out in right. 1993. And that's not a diss. That's a compliment. That's not a diss. Rap was, rappers had skills in 1993. Yeah, to me, they that's have it now. one too. But if, and he if would you had skill right in 93, you get hooked up. If you got skill now, you are called underground. Yeah, he would fit right into that Wu Tang era that I, that's yeah. like my favorite era of rap. And he has that he cool, right old, that old, like, baritone voice. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like these Southerners. I can't stand this Southern bullshit, man. I fucking can't stand it, man. <laughs> yeah, I hate, like, if you're, I hate when you don't sound like, a, a grown man. Yo, they got our like, whole sound nation. like a grown man. If you're a grown man, don't sound like right. Like so, it's like a cool thing to try to sound like you're like weak and gentle and soft. And I'm rapping like this. Like that's not that doesn't sound cool to me. I like yeah. when you if you're a grown man, sound like a grown they man. Sound like ret- it's like you got a whole nation talking like retards because of these guys. Like not even it's not even a lie. Yeah, no offense to retards. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> They're giving retards a bad name. <laughs> you know what? Take Corky from the the what's that? The Wonder Years. Oh, he would wrap circles. Paint him black uh, and fucking put him on stage with Lil Wayne, and you got a great duo right there. <laughs> Yo, it's the worst. Corky would take Lil Wayne to school. Yeah, but Lil Wayne is making so much money, and retards and rap say, "Oh, he's good because he makes money." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like that's that's the determining that's, factor. If I say, "Oh, that skills. guy can't rap. He got no skill, but he makes money though." Uh, oh, that's all it takes. You know, like all right. Yo, uh, Ezek's always showing us new uh, cool yeah, underground rappers. he introduced rappers. me to Thurston Howell, Ezek. Thurston Howell, Mathematics' the favorite son, Thurston Howell the third. Yo, we're playing with Mayhem Loren. Oh, that's right, yeah. Coming up, coming to that show, Sandals Party House, Diablo Fest, Chromags. December twenty first. I'll be there. I'm part of Ill Rock Records, I think. December twenty first. Yeah. So you can be walking around with a with a bottle of Henny. <laughs> December twenty first at yeah. Santos Party I'm, House. I'm an Ill Rock soldier, son. December twenty first, Santos Party House D- is a Diablo Fest, but uh, Wisdom and Change is playing. Chromags is playing. Uh, Danny Diablo All Stars, mm-hmm. right? Is playing. Uh, Mayhem Man- Loren. Manipulate. Did I say that right? Mayhem Loren? Mayhem Loren. Like Ralph Loren? Mayhem Loren. All right. I just want to make sure. He's one of the I got a side else, project huh? with Danny Diablo called the Knuckle Draggers. Knuckle Draggers. Oh, here we go. Yes, sir. Was that what you were doing? You did a video shoot today, right? Yeah, that's for another project that we don't have a name for. Okay, porn, my no? Man oh, music. Oh. And, uh, my man Diggy and Koresh. And that's more like a... Touch that that rap project touches more on political, religion, you know, government, you know, like the, that kind of. You've been uh, how long? Have, how long have you been writing like raps, like rap rhymes? I was always. I grew up rap. You yeah. know what I mean? Like rap and metal was always favorite rapper of all time. Rakim. Oh, hey, wow, old school brother. Yes, sir. Rakim, I'm saying. I like all the old school. Rap. I mean, I like some Mob Deep was my shit in Got the nineties. Got off the realness. I still listen to that. Like like. My theme music to my life, yeah. the infamous record. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, that's a good record. You know, KRS One, Public Enemy. You know, like I like all the old, older. Want to do a little mop? Gangstar. You know what I'm saying? What's oh, the there's a war name? going on outside. No Send man is safe from. Uh, Send me that mop deep song. Inf- no, uh, the famous song. Oh, is that Quiet Storm? Nah, no. Nah. Nah, what is that? Infamous. The, the biggest song. The one I was just singing? There's I got you stuck off the Yeah, yeah, what's that? No, wait a minute. Survival of the, of the Fit? 
Survival of the Fittest, that it? Yeah, oh, Survival so of the embarrassing, Fittest. Richie. I the one that's sick of it all. I was going to wrap it with you. And yeah. Joe will give us the beat, but forget it. We don't Ruined. Know. DMX Ruined. was good, though, at Club Reverb. Club Reverb is the best club in the world, no son. No doubt. Club Reverb is the best. Hey, yo, respect to my man Z. He's going away tomorrow for a little while, so respect. Who's brother? Yeah. The, you know, just say a little thing. But, uh. What? Shout out. Keep your head up, kid. Yeah. Why? What happened? Got in trouble. I don't want to put business. <clears> yeah, yeah, take it done. easy on the podcast, but you know. Listen, what are you, the old lady next door? This fucking guy. <laughs> oh, we taught you street rules, son. About to put you out of Sarah Veterinarian. He's trying to be. He's going to school for it. You know what I'm saying? But, thug, uh, veterinari- thug veterinarian. Hey. So you're doing rap stuff. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, been doing I mean, that been, mostly, right? For the last like. Well, this is this is. Well, I'll tell you how it all came about. The box cutter. You know, like I knew. As an artist, being in Fury of Five, it was going to be hard to match that caliber that that brought, was brought to. So Rich, out of one day out of blue, hit me up and uh, said, you know, got back in touch with each other. And then one day he said he had these five songs or four songs of uh, crutch stuff they weren't going to use. So I listened to him and I called him back. I said, listen... I got this idea for a rap metal project, <laughs> and uh, I was going to call it Rusty Shankholder. Oh, I remember that, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And Rich thought it was too long, so obviously I was listening to Mob Deep, where I got that name from, then they said Box Cutter. I said, well, well what about Box Cutter? And Rich was like, yeah, that's cool. I said, all right, let me do the lyrics, and uh, you know, then we'll hit the stu- studio, and then, you know... We split the lyrics. I wrote most of that record myself. The Thug Rock. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You, you, I wrote parts for you. And Thug Rock was a little weird because we didn't know. The yeah, music was, was made before the idea was made. So exactly. we didn't make the music around the idea. Yeah, like But once to, we knew your idea. And then we came out with Pitbull Then we waves. came out with the appropriate music that fit Joe that kind wrote of. Yeah. Half, I wrote half, and, and then we collaborated. Pitbull Ways, we don't bark, we bite. That was so fun, man. Yeah, Making man. that was like. That was a blast, man. Yo, I was good. listening to that record the other day, and I was pretty badass, man. It was good, man. Like, yeah. just tight. Wait, was it Pitbull Ways or Ill Testament? That I Ill Testament. That's the one that got more rap songs on it. That's what I was listening to. That was dope. That's a good one, too, man. Yeah, that was dope. The only thing, I, there was two songs on there I didn't like. When I just listened to the whole thing the other day, that was a dope song. Dope record, man. The box Cutter. Yo, Joe, listen. But that's how you got I got Shannon taking some pictures. That's for how us? I got my yeah. rap nice. thing. Nice. Yo, everybody pose for a picture no with Shannon. No real reason quick. to be all quiet. Pause. Pause. Everybody out Little there. Little pause there. I should say, uh, in the room with us right now, we got Shannon, the drummer of Wisdom and Chains. Our friend Jason, Jason Abbott, aka Rap Boy. Rap Boy. Nineteen ninety-five. Rap Boy on the mic. <laughs> Word <laughs> you know, of mouth. That Rap Boy. And uh, killer, the, the angel lovely of death, Jen who's giving me a free computer against <laughs> stick as man's Janet. wishes. I see. <laughs> Are you sure you want to give him that? Oh, you could still get a hundred dollars for it, though. Damn, man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> nah, I was kidding. That's very nice, of you guys. <laughs> We're giving an iMac computer, Apple. Yeah, you stole. That's what we, we do. Oh, I, mean, I mean, it fell off the truck. We didn't steal it. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's how I started. Kind of rapping, you know what I mean? I kind of intertwined it with some Fury stuff. You know, I did Seven Dust on on a, on a track on uh, this time it's personal called Wigger in the Hood. Seven Dust, yeah. Wigger Was in the it hood. Seven? No, not Seven Dust. 
uh, Stuck Mojo. Oh, I remember that band. Because they had a song called Wigger or something. Something about white dudes trying to be black. You right? That was, right? That's, like, what, that's what the song was about. Yeah. But he was a black singer in a rock band. So it kind of made me fucking mad. Like, what are you talking about? You the know double I mean? standard. Yeah, so that's why I dissed him. Yeah. With, with a wigger in the Is hood. it safe to say you are a wigger, though? Oh, definitely. <laughs> is, is it also safe to say that Irish guys make the best wiggers? Yeah, pretty much, bro. I always notice that. Yeah, all, I, all, all, that. All, all, I finally got confirmation. I always notice that. Because we, we're, we're Irish guys we got make small the best dicks, wiggers, huh? You know what Ooh. I mean? So we want to be, we pretend we're black, so we think our dicks are bigger. Yo, my grandfather used to say a real racist thing. <laughs> what did your grandfather used to say? A real racist thing. I'll just Spill say it, Richie. I'll just say N word and replace the way he Is said. Is this Pichy Rondine grandfather? No, no, that's great. Okay. He used to say the Irish are nothing but N word turned inside out. I thought oh, that was a Spanish man. guy. That's and, brutal. And he said that because the Irish people are pink, so the inside of the black people are pink. Then he would say that they love to sing, they both love to sing, and they love to dance, but the Irish are never good at it. Oh, a wow. Hard dude, grandfather. Wow. A hard dude. He never liked Irish people. Anybody else he liked. He never liked. I don't know why, but I find old people racism very like awesome, sweet and cool. Yeah, it's like, great, I think man. it's great when old people are racist. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like not like it's almost like ah man, the, the good old days. <laughs> people said what they yeah. were thinking. You like yes, you're now old you get woman charged with hate crime. She says the n word. You put yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love you. You come Grammy. from a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, it's true. The old people race. It wasn't as as like. It's different. If you're still racist today, then you're a vicious, crazy motherfucker. If you were racist yeah. back then, you might have had a reason. You might have had a Did reason. Did you see that guy? Yeah, well, you can have a reason today, though. With this know? knockout stuff going on, you might have a little Point reason. him out, yeah. knock him out. This is brutal. Point him out, knock Ooh, him out. young brothers out there, chill with that. Chill with that. You might run into a Derek Verici one or, day. Or a stick man. <laughs> that's why I say that fucking world star hip-hop is like Yeah, that's rough, but it's really man. funny, it's man. poisonous like, to everyone of all races. Did you see that, yeah, that one right. white dude... Doing racist rap battle? Did you see that no. one? Yeah. You, you saw that one? Yeah. Yo. Yo, I'm surprised this dude didn't get jumped. Yo, yeah. he did it at responding because the guy called him Cracker. He was rap battling in a majority black crowd rap battling. And he was mad at the dude calling him Cracker like a few times. And he went at the dude so hard. Yo. Everybody was cutting him off. But then as soon as they stopped, he go back in. The end of it was him saying, I'm going to take your daughter. And raise her. And raise her. Because... You kind can't raise their kids like my kind. Oh my can. Yo, God. yo, it was like wow. Like I'm surprised nobody beat this dude down. But he was wow. so you. Could, he was so mad when he was doing. It. He's like right. He was like mad. Yeah, and I don't even think he's a racist. No, nah, he just said, "Yo, you're gonna be like that." I'm it was a reaction. Yeah, yeah, dude. But it was like brutal. Yeah, it was real shit. You know, it I got t- real. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I look at racism real. different than I used to when I was when I was younger because it like. It doesn't. It used to bother me that racists existed, right? You know what I mean. It just bothered me that it was even it existed in the in my world. Right. But I don't. It doesn't bother me like it used to. Yeah, like, right. it's not like like I don't have to be around them. But I want to think whatever I want to think. Right. And I don't want anyone to tell me what to think. It doesn't. You know what I mean. I, right, I, right, I, right. It just doesn't bother me the way that it used to. Is that soft of me? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you're soft. What are you gonna do? Hey. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it, I I don't know why, but uh, that's that's uh, some change I've noticed in my life recently. Right, right. I work with a lot of racist, uh, well, not a lot, but a few racist uh, black people. Jamaicans. No, well, West Indies. Yeah, they're the worst. 
They're, uh, <laughs> it's all, <laughs> no, it's all like, it's all, uh, you know, an island chain. But I, I, I worked with uh, one guy in particular who was so fucking racist. He was racist against black people. Against white people, against he's he's a black dude. You know what I mean? And he hated everybody. He didn't give a fuck. He just hated everybody. He was so racist. It was crazy. And it did, like it drove me crazy for a little while because I couldn't understand this guy's mentality. Right. And then I didn't care anymore. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't care about your mentality. You're you you're an just idiot. Become numb to it. Pretty. I don't much. have to be your friend. I don't have to understand you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost Think like harmless. whatever you want. It's almost like harmless. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's not hurting me. Yeah, he's not in no position of power. If I let him hurt me, then I'm, you (laughs) know what I mean? Why would I let this guy, like, why why would I be bothered by this guy? That's what he wants. It's like terrorism, man. We do not negotiate with terrorists. I don't know why not. Like, jeez. You know? Negotiate with terrorists? Yeah. What what kind of policy is that? (laughs) I would totally negotiate with terrorists. You got to. Do it. Yeah, I would too. A lot of beheaded videos on the internet. I don't even watch that. Yo, isn't that the new thing? Like you're allowed to behead on YouTube now or something? Well, not that you're allowed to behead. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They're out there. Beheading is legal now on YouTube. Well, I know it's a trend in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, the drug lords, man. They're yeah, sick. they're just cutting people. You know, it, like what's a trend here? Twerking. Twerking. <laughs> and a trend in Mexico is beheading. <laughs> what a crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Twerking and knockout. No, knockouts. Uh, knock yeah, that twerking shit is weird, man. Could what you is, do it? Is it actually a dance? Like, do I people try. do it in, like, a club? I try, right? Listen, twerking's My been going on forever, shake. but now there's a name it's for it. It's all bones. Yeah? Yeah, there's a name for it. Like, but it's almost like, yo, if you're twerking, <laughs> come on, man. You I want to twerk. You, you know, people are going to think what they think about you. Yeah. And you're going to be mad that they think that, but then again, you're twerking like a jerk-off, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, twerking is for, uh, you know, it's for whores. Well, I wouldn't say that. Come on. There's, Definitely. What would you say? If what you would you say? There's like probably that. girls that were like, I ain't giving up the pussy, and they twerk all day. It nah, could be. I they doubt it, I'm telling you. I doubt it. No, you they don't know. they twerk like that, they're giving up the pussy. No, they, no, some girls just want to be seen. They want to be seen and idolized, so they don't give well, that's it up. Instagram. But they just put it out there like that. You know, they walk Everybody's around like, this is great. Everybody's a supermodel on Instagram. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. That's true. When they see some of these motherfuckers a person, you I'm trying to start my career. I'm trying to start my supermodel yeah. career. It's just not taking yeah. off the ground, you know. Yo, yeah. yo, Instagram is the spot, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Start my modeling. Yo, we got to, we got to jack up our Instagram. It's a little weak. Yeah, we get our media people on there. We, we're new on Instagram a little bit. We post America podcast. We yeah, it's weak. Well, yeah. it's, well, it's a couple of days old. But yeah, I only started. Got to jack it, it up. Maybe a week ago. If you don't got twenty thousand people by the end, we got to get a new media crew on. it. Yeah, we got to. Who's our media crew right now? Who do we, we use? Who do we hire? Uh, we for use Specialized from New York City. Specialized, specialized media. media. Yeah. They're um, good, but eh, I mean, they did Obama's campaign the first time around. He didn't use them the second time. They're yo, decent. you know what? I want to say though, we do uh, follow Sarah Street on Instagram. Yeah, I saw they had one. They have Great an Instagram. Food, I'm gonna. You know what? What's when this is done, I'm gonna post pictures. Man? And I'll hashtag. What are you gonna post pictures of? It's a mess. We demolished everything. Yeah, I'm gonna take pictures of the messy table. Yo, and stick all this man, you like faces. Yeah, I want dessert, bro. What do you think of that burger? It was good. Yeah, and you didn't even make a mess because, like we said, the the barbecue sauce is wrapped in underneath a, a mozzarella blanket. Mozzarella. <laughs> I like how you said that. You know what I mean? Uh, you were hanging out yeah. with Luke, Mama Luke. Right underneath. underneath. You got a little pinch. Um, oh, yeah, it's a classic burger. Yeah, when this is done, though, I'm gonna post to Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Post American Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Post Americans. And I also I made a Facebook 
page, Post American Podcast. You did or Specialized did? Oh, uh, Specialized. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, specialized, uh, specialized, specialized media. Media, and um, and also follow Wisdom also and Chains. If follow you Wisdom and Chains. I'm gonna hashtag everything and you know tag everything. Yeah. Once this thing is uh, is up and going. And you know we got a lot of foreign cats that add themselves to these things, but they travel. They come to America. And they yeah. come to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And when they come, where should they eat? Just fucking Sarah no Street. Doubt. Sarah Street. Yo, you really, you really want dessert? Yeah. They do have they good desserts, dessert. bro. Straight up. Yo, yeah, do they yeah, still they have... Oh, oh, look. Nick's here. Nick's always... Nick is cool. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Hey, do you still have that peanut butter pie? We do. You got oh a peanut butter God. pie? Yo, it's, 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 what it's I want. so it's good, bro. That's what I want. Nice. Dessert menu's on its way. I'm a peanut butter... Would I recommend though the banana chocolate pie? I had that once. That's yeah. really banana good. chocolate pie. Are you gonna yeah, get something? we get some dessert. I'll get that banana chocolate pie. You get something different than him. You give him a bite. This and that. Mathematics. Bang, bang, boom. We mix it up. Is there a bathroom up here or just downstairs? Downstairs. Go ahead. We got you. Go ahead. Go take we'll a crap. We'll talk to no, Jen she, while you're going. No, she wants to go. Oh, oh Jen, you got to take a crap. Yeah, right downstairs. Oh, it's, Richie. Uh, <laughs> ladies don't crap. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Make yeah. sure you lift the seat. Well, if you don't got a crap, use the men's room. There's urinal in there. <laughs> Why Yo, isn't there have... a weird thing where some girls could pee like standing up in a urinal? Some, I think they all could. I mean, they don't. No, like, like, they, like, it goes like out, like you know what I mean? Like they could sh- aim it. I shoot never it saw straight that. out in front of them. Yeah, I never saw that. Never don't they have to like kind of arch their back a little bit? Like I saw that in like uh, what movie was that? Oh, that Marky Mark movie. Remember that? That uh, rock star wasn't there a girl yeah, like is that? Pee? Was she really peeing like that, or it was probably special effect? If it was a movie, I don't know. Listen, my problem with urinals is they're always too high. I need them like about a foot lower than my waist. Because you have short legs? Nah, it dangles in there. Oh, oh Richie, yeah. come on. Bullshit. The tip dangles in there a little bit, starts hitting the, 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 the soap too. thing around. Yeah, yeah, when it bounces kids. off of that, that people like, cake what, thing and the People are like, what are you doing, playing hockey? I'm like, nah, that's not a puck and that's not a stick. That's me trying to take a piss already. Oh, Richie, Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> Rap boy don't like my jokes. He just shakes his head, yo. Yeah. Yo, did you ever try and piss off the Edinburgh Bridge over there? No. Never. Yo, that water is cold. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean it's cold? I mean, it's cold. Why would you go in there? He's trying that old sling blade joke. He's trying that sling blade joke and failing and failing miserably. Um, Listen, leave the jokes to Shannon, all right? Yo. A priest and a rabbi walk into a bar. That's my Shannon voice for people who don't know. Oh, my God. The beautiful drummer of Wisdom and Chains. They have a drink here called Hot Irish Nut. (laughs) What is going on here? I got one of those. Beautiful, recently single. I don't know if he wants to put his business out there like that. Shannon, is that public knowledge? Yeah, it's public. Well, now it is. Jesus. Uganda knows all about it. Shannon's public. Yo, Shannon went Shannon pubic. Sharp. So listen, girls. Shannon Sharp, the it's drummer, the drummer of Wisdom and Chains. Listen, not for nothing. We've been touring around the planet with this cat over here. Bitches have been throwing their pussy at him since day one. He pushes them off. <laughs> you understand? Guess what? He's not gonna push them off no more. Yeah. You made a mistake, girl. You uh, heard? You made a mistake. Uh, Mistakes, all, all right. Do it, do it again. again. It's time, time to, to say, say good night. That's right. <laughs> Who's that? Yo, you missed Jackson the game at the very last second. Look, Giants came back. Dallas won. We won. Dallas yeah, but I'm saying the last second. All because of that dumb fumble. Yo, why do I hate the Dallas Cowboys so much? Because Yo, it's a feminized Fruit Loop team. That's, that's why. That's bullshit. That's my team, son. Yeah, because I... you're so old that they were good when you were in 1940, whenever you were a kid. <laughs> you're 45? He's from New 45. Jersey. 
and he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, like why? I'm aren't from you New Jersey. I was conceived in Texas. So what am I? A Giant fan. Of course. Nice. Only makes sense. Yeah. But like I, was I told you, in like Texas. I, my mom was a Dallas fan. You were really conceived in Texas. Yeah. Seriously? Which explains yeah. a lot. All right, I'll give you a pass then. That's you got hair. You still me. got hair. You bald. You get a pass. I got hair. Let me see. Prove it. What are you talking about? It's just great. Oh yeah, you do got hair. Oh, wow, you got a lot of hair. You look yeah, like Steve. Why you have that uh, that Hitler Youth hair? You look like yeah, Steve Martin with that gray son. hair. The Adolf. Yo, everybody's going bald, bro. Not me, dude. I started going bald when I was twenty. It's like is it something? It's something that GMO crap. I'm telling you, something's going that's, on. That's why we don't eat it. But you just started like last year. You already like. But look at me. I'm in got a couple shape. years left. You're dead. <laughs> You're on death's door. How'd your old ass get such a nice, lovely young girl like Jen? I don't know. Ask. Her. I don't know either. I'm asking you. You secrets, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell she sees with me. You could probably make this I'm podcast famous bag, if there's bro. a secret. And For you tell real. Them. Girls always like that. They like kind of like dicks. You know what I mean? They're like nut bags. Yeah. Why I love nutmeg. I keep it Jen. interesting. That's not true? Nobody's a jerk right in the beginning. Ah, uh, he was fake. Nobody's a jerk oh, in the so beginning. Oh, so now I'm a jerk now. <laughs> no, I'm just mm. saying. Ah, oh, no, air it out. We on a podcast Listen. here. Here, the mic is yours. Speak your mind, Biatch. Host America podcast. Listen. Uncovering okay. truth. A girl, ahead, Jen Bennett. A girl could have be married to like a doctor. All right. Everything's good. She has a nice house. They got two Mercedes. A couple ugly kids. Everything's good. She goes out with her friend for her friend's birthday for the first time in years. She sees some degenerate guitar player walk by. It's all fucked up. That's walking home to his mother's basement. With a trench coat. Yeah. And guess what? She leaves the husband, the doctor who gave her all the crap she wanted, her two ugly kids, and she goes and lives in the basement of his mom's, the guy's mom's house. It happens all the time. They, what they want is so crazy. This is how a girl thinks. You might see a girl out there as a guy and be like, man, she's hot. And, you know, some guys might even cheat on their girl. I don't know if that happens. I'm not sure, but they might. And they, they say this. They're like, man, I fucked up. As soon as they, as soon as they nut, they say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they stop. And then they, they say, yo, I fucked up. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to screw up my situation at home with my girl. Dumb move. The girl... See, he used logic. He knows he used logic. The girl will just turn with no logic. She will say, I'm done with this. I don't want this no more. Why? I don't have to answer to you because this is how I feel right now. So that's all that needs to be said and understood. That's it. You understand? Later on, she might equate and do the math. But at the point, it's pure emotion. Yeah. At the other point for the man, the man is like Spock. The woman's like Captain Kirk. You understand? <laughs> I have to leave. They're both I useful. Can't stay in this relationship any yeah. longer. Why? I can't answer at this time. But listen, that's the truth of it. And I'm only talking about it because Kobayashi. We just recently have a single man in, in our no. band. So this brings. Uh, it's going to be good, though. I mean, I think it's worked out for the best. It's going to be like we're going to be having parties, son. I mean, <laughs> Joe got to leave every show early anyway. Yeah. So I ruined every show. No, I have to every every time there's a show. Yeah, we're all psyched to play it, and then Joe's like, like oh, "Hey guys, leave. hey guys, uh, they they said they could get us hotel rooms." I'm like, "Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks, bro. No. It really does." You need a backup singer. I hate uh, I hate not sleeping in my at my house. Man. I do too, but I don't mind it if I'm 12 hours from home and it's three o'clock <laughs> in the morning. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I'm 12 hours from home, I'm like, ah, oh, it's only 12 hours from home. Yeah. I'm like, ah, let's just I give Joe pro- Listen, Joe, <laughs> Joe is a real, a, a dying breed. He's a real man, a real husband, real father. That don't happen anymore. Right. It maybe there's six or seven of them left. He's I try, one. man. I try. Yeah, it's... He's the real deal. If he says it, that's what he is. And if he wants to go home, we all go home. That's all there is to it. I'm I'm lucky that I have good friends that are understanding of my situation. Except for Evan, yeah. Except for Evan. <laughs> no, no, I'm the whole really, way home, Evan's saying, you know, we could have stayed there. You know, we could have. Yeah, we know. You said it ten times, you old weirdo. No, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm lucky that I have good friends that understand my situation and help support me because, like, it. You know, doing what we do. Yeah. It's easy Yo, to be listen, a jerk. If I, if I was your wife, I would say, you're done. Yeah. You're done. You're working extra hours, I think, and you get me all the shit I want. I would say, <laughs> if, uh, I, I think in this entire world, I would say probably about uh, 85 to 93% of women probably couldn't deal with it. Yeah. But you know, very what, small percentage you, though, of women. I mean, with you, with you what we you're do. so blunt, so honest. You don't do the wrong thing. If they can't deal with you, then they're just nasty jerks. But they wouldn't probably wouldn't want to deal with it. But if they say, "Yo, this is this is the real deal. He's telling the truth. He likes to do this weird stuff that I don't get it, but I let him do it. He's not doing nothing wrong." But if you're just stopping a person like you, it's just out of spite. But if it's somebody else doing what you do, and they, you know you can't trust them, then you can't blame the girl. You know? Yeah. Like some cats, like well, yeah. Some guys are habitual yeah. Uh, yeah. cheaters. They get caught again and again. Yeah, or they're oh, getting dessert over. Or here. they're obvious liars. You know what are they getting for dessert? Peanut butter. Dude. Oh man, peanut I'm butter a peanut cake. Peanut butter junkie, bro. I had one time. I was here and I told Julie, just give give me whatever dessert you, you want. You know how I always do. Well, give Julie, me my wife, Julie. Yeah. She brought me two things. Cause I was with someone who was a vegan. It was Bobby Joe here. Bobby couldn't eat the thing. So I ended up eating both. Nice. <laughs> both of the desserts. And they were both new things on the menu. So good. Oh, man. Roy, you're oh, back again. No more desserts? I'll done? take that banana chocolate chip. Oh, the banana man. chocolate chip? Yeah. That's what I'll take. Not a pro. Oh, look at the little guy wants a little dessert, too. My man. Little fella. Cupcakes from the kitchen chemistry on Main Street. They have a Java Jolt and All American. What is that super chocolate thing? The flourless chocolate cake. No, so. it's not cakey. It's like kind of dense, almost like a brown. Yeah, a like torte? flourless. Torte. The chocolate torte. Yeah. The torte. The torte. Go with the torte. The torte. <laughs> that's weird that he ordered. Are my torte. cheese popping there, Chris? When I say I think torte. that's good. That's good. Thanks, no. man. Good guy, Roy. Um. All right. So this has been pretty fun. Yeah, let's get man. back on track. Anything right. else we could add? Because yo, this guy had a crazy life over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've had a a wild life, man. Yeah, From the definitely. beginning. Definitely. Was Honestly, there ever a lull? Was there ever like a dull point? Besides Is that now? like right now maybe? Never a dull point, man. Yeah? No. I just got off probation for running from the police on my motorcycle. Like, I keep it live, man. When are you going to grow the hell up? Never. Never. Tore Is it true that you were in a black motorcycle gang? True or false? It wasn't. It was not a black motorcycle yeah, gang. Yeah, I went to your clubhouse. Club don't, don't lie. But, it, you know, it was, you know... You recall like the riders or something? It was like R Y D A Z or something like that. Come on, as soon as you got this last gear, and uh, I, Raheem and, and Rob were like good friends of mine. 
Raheem was a bouncer at the Stone Pony when Fury first started, and we became really good friends. They started the Motorcycle Club in 2000. I didn't start riding until about 2007. And then we, you know, a couple of my boys, you want to start a club. And when you want to start a club, you got to really ask permission and get an outlaw blessing. You know what I mean? To rock a three-piece patch. I don't remember you asking me. I'm sorry. Outlaw, son. Go ahead. Outlaw. <laughs> so, you know, Rob was already established. He, he told us the, the basis of a motorcycle gang and what you needed to start one. And he said, well, we'll just give you your own chapter because I, I wasn't going to prospect. I, I ain't that motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll go to war with, with the outlaws then if I want to rock a three-piece patch. You know what I mean? Fuck it. But he was like, oh, we'll give you your own chapter. So me and my boy Dan, Shock, a couple dudes, we started our own chapter from that that group. You know what I mean? But they were, they, they were the Asbury chapter was pretty much black, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we did a show at your clubhouse. It was cool, though. They treated us nice. And do me a favor. You got a little somewhere here. I'm about to throw up. If you could just clean <laughs> clean that up. Where? No, you got it. I think you got it. Yeah, yeah. No, now it's here. You're just moving around your face. It's like a big piece of macaroni. You're just pushing around your face. Now you got it. <laughs> macaroni. <laughs> and he didn't even eat macaroni. It's from yesterday. That's but the problem. There's, there's never del- Remember that? Uh, it's never a dealt moment in my life, man. Yeah. I, well, I noticed that whatever you're doing, you do it. Harder than most people would do it. Right. Whatever it is, yeah, like I, motorcycle shit, the motorcycle shit, the mountain biking shit, weightlifting, yeah. like you whatever out. you're doing is um, like harder well, than most people well, would. That's get, what would I do. That's it. just anything that I do. You know, even with the rap stuff. You know, like once I get into Peace it, rap. I go. I try to do the best I possibly can that I can do. You know, see you later, rap boy. Later, rats. Rats. You know what I mean? Us. Like, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm not going to outdo myself, it's, it's not worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I like to push the limits. You know what I mean? See how far I can take something. You know what I mean? Mountain biking, I still want to do. She knows. You know what I mean? I'm probably going to start riding again. You know what I mean? I need outlets because I got so much pent up issues and rage and anger. You know what I mean? And I vent them through certain things. You know what I mean? Like, how would you bench, bro? Right now? Right now. 295. Damn. 295. Yo, guess how much my dad looked like a beast, bro. 410. Yeah. So my dad's 62. How many times? 410. 10 times. I was before I broke my ankle. 410, 10 times. Before I broke my ankle. That's crazy. My dad can lift me up in the air. And then after I broke my ankle, I can't get back. I don't know if it's because I'm a vegetarian. I don't feel. I feel weaker than I was, but not as weak. You know what I'm saying? Like when I first went vegetarian. You're vegetarian now? Yeah. Almost a year and a half, right? Wow. You feel feel better about anything? Certain things are better? Certain things are worse? I really need to go to the doctor and really just like get some blood work to see what I need to put back into my body. I probably need some testosterone, you know, maybe certain vitamins from certain plants. But for the most part, I feel all right. You know what I mean? How often do you use Viagra now? I don't need No, Viagra. you don't, you don't got to answer. You're like, she would know where your secret stash is. Who are you kidding, son? <laughs> got a little gumball machine in the basement. <laughs> Yo, that morning wood wakes up, man. You know what I mean? Uh, is there anything worse than morning wood? I man? hate it, bro. Jesus Christ. Because you don't know if you want to ejaculate or piss. You know, you don't want to rub Dude, it out or go geez. to the bathroom, bro. That's gross. I just want to go back to sleep. Like, what is this bullshit? I don't get that morning wood. <laughs> no? No. Because so. you got a pussy. Oh, throw <laughs> oh, him out of here. What's security? security on here. your own podcast? Damn, get security here now. <laughs> you 
got a man China. Uh, like Buck Angel. You ever see that guy? What was that? Buck Angel. I heard of this dude on uh, I, was, I listened to uh, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. So he has this guy Buck Angel on, and uh, I didn't understand until like halfway through the podcast why this was such a big deal. But it's literally a man. If you saw this dude, you would you would That's never right. think twice that this wasn't a man. But this man has a vagina. The guy like, with the tattoos. It's a dude, and he has a vagina. You know what gives it away? The voice. Yeah, the voice. If you hear, if you hear him talk, he has a. It's like a strange kind of a. Sounds like a broad talk. What do you mean strange? Sounds like a girl. Well, it it's kind of like a like a like a girl that smoked cigarettes for way too long or something. So it was drinks, a girl drinks whiskey. It was a girl turned man. I don't know. But. I'm not sure, but if you it just just from looking at this dude's face, it's a it's a dude. But then uh, I guess he's a porn star, right? I think he's a porn How star. What are you looking at me for? How do I know? This is your boy. You were telling me about him. <laughs> I never mentioned no. his name. No, I saw him on Joe Rogan podcast. This guy's a porn star. Uh, well, a girl. I don't know. It's a man with a vagina, and he's a porn star. So a man with a vagina gets uh, fucked by dudes. What the hell's going on in this world? Isn't that a weird? I don't know. This whole podcast took a turn for the worse. <laughs> Right when the dessert came, we started talking about... Yeah, the dessert's out. It looks really good. Trans, uh... What would that be? Trans... Transgender? Gender? Yeah, transgender, Transgender, I think. Yeah, Stickman knows all the terms on that shit. Hey-o! Watch out now. <laughs> that's because I, I follow Mina Caputo. Aww. Who's that? <laughs> Who's Mina Caputo? Oh, that's Keith Caputo? Yeah. Life of Agony. I love Life of Agony. I don't give a fuck. No, river on red shit. Yeah, it's great. Wait, say, swallow and say that again. I love River Runs Red, man. What a great record. Great no, production. Dope. You know yeah, what? Take yeah. it to the top. Let's end this because Thick Man's eating too fast. It's unhealthy for his old ass. No Yo. rush. It's gonna, nobody's going to take that from you. This ain't jail, all right? Enjoy that. <laughs> Stick Man, thank you so much for coming from New Jersey, doing our first. Uh, a launch of this man. podcast. You know what it is? Two, three, five, son. Word of There's going to be a lot of podcasts to come. This was a really fun first one. I'm glad you came. Very cool of Sarah Street to let us do it. In this, in this uh, private dining room, serving us the whole time, putting up with all this equipment. Um, I have a couple of uh, sponsors I want to yeah, shout out before we close this. Yo, you know who the most important sponsor is, right? Fast Break Records? Fast Break Records. Fast Break Records, man. Fast Break Records bought us a fucking recorder, a digital recorder to do this podcast on. This thing's got to be $450, I would guess. And uh, Fast Break Records bought this fucking recorders for us. It's, it's so dope. They bought us mics. Yo, they bought us the mics. to the house, picked me up, bring me here. It's crazy, man. Fast they Break flew is- Stickman here from New Jersey. He only lives Jersey. a half hour away, but he, drew, he, he drove it, a half it, hour, it, took a half me, hour flight. They, they flew me in a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> oh, come on. And Fast Break Records just signed a new band, Lionheart. Lionheart, oh, yeah? You heard of them? Hell yeah. We played with Lionheart oh, in, uh, at Eperfest one time, remember? They're pretty hard. Yeah, Lionheart's hard. We got the new albums coming out on Fast Break, son. Oh, yeah? That's dope. Fast, uh, Fast Break put, put out a new my, Strength uh, for a Reason record. The last Strength for a Reason my, record. My There's Product of Waste. The new Lifeless record coming out. It's going to be on Fast Break. Wisdom and Chains. 
Seven inch is going to be on fast break. Fast break is the shit, man. Yo, it's when, when really do I get cool. a, get a, a special guest appearance on a Wisdom and Chain song, man? Take it easy, you know what? guy. You just don't Take have it the easy, right guy. Bullshit, for man. That. You're not what we're looking for, guy. No, Take it easy. Let's get him on a track. Go ahead, let's get him on a track. Probably give Chris a heart attack in the studio, but nah, come on. on Mathematics for real. Chris is very scared yeah, of you. Yeah, man. It's true. I know he's the only BFL dude that has a friend requested me. Oh, what? Oh, oh my God! Really, Chris? Oh. Jesus yeah, Christ! Man. I see it all the time. He pops up in a little box. You at, should know him. And Chris is a friend. I'm him? like, <laughs> you keep no, adding him. Why is he adding me? You keep oh. adding him. <laughs> I'm the sensual reference. I didn't realize it. I so see you, it all so, the time. So man. then, before I brought it up, you knew he didn't like you. Then. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, let me do the rest of these sponsors. Fast Break Records, uh, Club Reverb in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, where we also do East Coast Tsunami Fest. Yeah, the- and Keystone Jam coming up March first. Keystone Jam March first, December twenty eighth. H two O. H two O is coming. They got Misfits oh, yeah. coming. They got a lot of great shows. Don't forget coming. your old roots. Really good uh, club. Great vibe there. Always, uh, there's always next year. That's is that's Chris's like production company. Yeah, right? Chris, Dave, Causa. They help me. They help us with the ads. They do videos, music videos for bands. Do video work on the side. Great outfit. There's always High next Street year. Tattoo. High Street. Ad- Our boy tattoo. Joey Knuckles just moved back. He he moved to Philly from Columbus for about five years. Put in a shitload of work, tattooed yeah. a ton of people, yep. did a ton of great paintings, and then he moved back to Columbus bought and bought his shop. old shop he used to work at. Infamous shop, too. Great shop. High Street Tattoos, Columbus. Uh, Gorilla Studio is our boy Derek. If you're in Western PA, that's where you want to go. He's the shit, man. Our friends are the shit, man. Gorilla uh, Studio Custom Inc. Our boy Jonesy, downtown Scranton, Mark's Tattooing. Jonesy is the shit, man. One of the I most, gotta, so one of the most diverse dude, tattooists. Man. You know, he said he'll give free tattoos to anybody on the podcast. Did he really? No, he didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> Richie said it. I'm gonna see you, Jonesy. Yo, Come on, Jones, hook him up. Yo, Jonesy, Jonesy hook, hook me up, up, man. I want to get my throat done. Jonesy hooked me up so fucking good with a tattoo. I can't even believe he did it to this day. But Jonesy is a, a great tattoo artist. Yeah, he's really and a good. Really good friend. Um, so go to Mark's Tattooing. Check out Jonesy. Also, five seven zero Tattooing Company oh, is dude. Ron. If you're looking for some custom. Tattoo work, zombie. He does a lot of horror shit. In his field, he's the illest. He's it's so realistic. It looks like it's jumping out of your skin. You know, right? like that famous dude was Paul Booth. Or yeah, like Paul Booth. He goes and sits in his shop and stuff. Does Paul Booth hand. sweats? Ron, Russo. Well, I don't know if that's true. I'm, not gonna I'm saying that. Cat. I'll speak <laughs> for Paul Booth. All right, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> what else do I got here? Any other? Uh, that's about it for sponsors. So. Oh, we got This Is Hardcore. This Is Hardcore Fest. That's right. Big shout out to Joe Hardcore. This Is Hardcore Fest. The biggest Hardcore Fest in America. I went to Easy. the first one this year. Like, I, you, you had know, a good time, right? Out, yo, that, that was good shit, man. Yo, Joe Hardcore is a professional yeah. at what he's he does. He is a sick maniac who just does it 100%. No, and I heard too, some man. of the that details. Was, I was like, wow, this is no, big, He does man. it right. He does it right. I heard some details what he has planned for the next one. Ridiculous. Yeah. Fury 5. Ridiculous shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shout out to Joe Hardcore and This Is Hardcore. Um, you know it's going to be a success. Whatever yeah. Joe puts his his, uh, his fingerprints Electric on, factory. you know it's the shit. So. And I heard him talking about bringing back Cox Bar. Not for This Hardcore, but just in general. I think I heard him say that. Wow. So That'd be cool, man. Cox Bar to hit Pennsylvania again. You remember that show? Yeah, dude. I can't believe I, I never thought in my life I would get to play with Cox Bar. I never yeah. really thought that. And Joe Hardcore made it happen for Good us. Good luck, my so. brother. Good luck. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> You're always looking out for us. So this is the uh, episode one. Tsunami. 
Just say something for Tsunami. Tsunami. I thought I already did that. Well, no? you mentioned Reverb. East Coast Tsunami. It's uh, This is Hardcore Light, I guess you could say. You, this know, is Hardcore listen, is in the, August. The, the two best hardcore festivals in America just happen to be from the fatherland, also known as Pennsylvania. Land of Kings. The Land of Kings. And they're not too far apart in distance. You got This is Hardcore Philly, then you got... Tsunami in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is really outside of Club Reverb and Tsunami. There's no reason to go to Reading. So when you go to Tsunami Fest and you see a thousand plus hardcore kids chilling out, eating and laughing, having a good time, you know it is worth it. Yeah, it's very rare to see that in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is a good time, man. I so you were uh, strong arming people in, in hallways. Well, I forget yo, Stickman was stage diving like a little kid, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yo, uh, Jay, Stickman's son, did his first stage first, dive yeah, at yo, Tsunami. Yo, I felt like guilty watching, like it's dirty that I watched him bust. His did, you chair, him but, <laughs> did you see him do it? I missed. You told me. I saw I it. it. Yeah. I, saw I, it I think right? I high fived him. Right, like so there's something. I reached towards him. I know that because Jen was like, he, "Look, look." He, Jordan's gonna stage dive. I'm like, what are you You're doing? You're like, watch, yeah, watch. right. And next thing you know, he's running across the stage. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I remember you know he had I mean? on a gorilla's shirt. I remember that. Yeah. His shirt was gorilla's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love seeing people have fun, man. Oh, it's yeah, awesome, man. man. Yeah. But that's just the family vibe that we exactly. bring. You know that's the thing. Uh, this I is remember. hardcore and East Coast Tsunami. Yeah. Yo, is if, that, like, if that show was in New Jersey, I couldn't bring Jordan to that show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it would have been some fucking idiots lettered up. Go and destroy the whole motherfucking show. You know yeah, what I mean? Probably. That's why there's It'll no scene. I think the moral, no of more, the, the moral of the story is come to Pennsylvania. Support Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Hardcore, Savage Street Grill, whatever. Just come exactly, here and spend your money. Man. And just because we're nice, don't think we won't fuck you up, motherfucker. You heard? <laughs> Post America Podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we'll be back. Out, my friends. Thank you for listening. To this episode of the Post America Podcast. We appreciate your support and we will see you again very soon.